All right, we are live, everybody. Jeff and John here with Beyond Our World. How you doing tonight, John? Hey, hey doing great, Jeff. Doing great. All right. Well, I guess we're only on YouTube and Twitch tonight, so we'll see. How that goes. <laughs> hey, everybody. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So who got it? Okay, you've been saying hi to everybody. Let's yeah. Oh well, yeah. Barbara just uh, popped in. Yep. So hi to Barbara. Right. Hey, Barbara. How you doing, uh, Jeff? So well, uh, yeah. What we decided to thank you, Paula. Uh, what we decided to do tonight, uh, and we kind of, you know, prefaced this a little bit last week, was that we'd start tonight where we left off last week with Russian cosmonauts that were, uh, and they saw some really cool uh, stuff on the uh, out the uh, with the camera there. Yep. Uh, let's see. Oh, then, Barbara's got an answer to you there. Okay. I know you can use the Big Dipper. Uh, yes, that is that is one of the things. Yes. And we've been discussing a lot of navigation in the uh, in some of our other uh, videos. So yeah, navigation was very important, and, and a lot of the ancients did use stars. Or as a mind, it plays a major role in navigation because with the Big Dipper, you can find the Little Dipper or or as a minor. And once you find pole star, you can navigate because the pole star never shifts in the sky; it's a constant. And during the day, um, the ancients used the sun for navigation, and at night it was the North Star, the Pole Star. Good job, Bob. All right. Doreen is here, too. Hi, Doreen. So she said, hi, everybody. Long-time listener, first-time chatter. All right. All right. And at some point tonight, we will also be jumping out and asking for you to call in. I'm just looking over to make sure I've got the phone turned on. This <laughs> the phone is turned on, and it is connected. Uh, so, you know, yeah, we'll ask and see if anybody wants hey, to call Tom. in tonight and share with us a story of... Um, you know, a, a UFO story or, a, you know, a abduction story, if you have one of those, too. I mean, that would. Well, I, I have been talking to some of our viewers and, and some of our uh, moderators and admins. And there are stories out there, Jeff. I know there are stories out there. I'm not sure if they're a little bashful, but there are stories. Well, you know, and that's kind of the, the stigma, too. People are, uh, yeah. you know, kind of a reluctant to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And I want people to know that feel free to talk about it here. This is the place where you can talk about it and people will be interested to hear what you have to say. Um, so don't feel like the, you know, that stigma, you know, goes around where, Oh, you can't talk about paranormal or UFO stuff. Cause everybody think you're crazy. Not here. All right. So feel free to call in. We'll give that number up in just a little bit. And, and we understand that, you know, I've talked to many of the experience with Jeff and, and there's a lot. Um, I, I've heard that can be very traumatic at times. The actual, mm -hmm. some of the, some of the experiences, um, and so there might be a reluctance to share just because it's, it's a painful memory. I'm not Absolutely. saying all experiences are like that. I'm not saying all visitations are like that. You know, you know, technically we haven't proved any visitations at this point, or at least acknowledge it officially. Mm -hmm. But, you know, from the experiences I have talked with, you know, some of the experiences are quite nice and some of the experiences are rather uh, traumatic. So don't be afraid. I mean, if you guys want to share, this is the place to share. Right. Yeah, I can imagine them being traumatic. I have not had a traumatic one. I've had a very interesting story that I could probably share, but I'll, I'll wait till we get the call-ins and I'll share it then. And tonight, I didn't do it last week. So, uh, oh, Barbara just said she said um, they just beamed me back to Earth just for this show. All right. Well, that was nice. <laughs> That was nice of them to get you here just in time. Oh, I wanted to ask too. What do you guys think of the music there at the beginning? That is from uh, bensound.com, and, uh, you know, we're uh, that's one of those royalty-free songs, but I kind of loved it because I thought, you know, it kind of fits, and then it's got that, you know, the electric guitar is kind of doing that, uh, you know, kind of a eerie type of a Twilight Zone type of mm. sound there. 
so uh anyway i thought it was pretty cool let's see burb said i have not had a ufo experience although i have had a paranormal ones and a bigfoot encounter really wow i'm i'm dying to know yes <laughs> we'll have to, yeah i'd like to hear that too too well, uh, all right. I know we're doing we're doing primarily Jeff um the, the um, UAP continuation, mm -hmm. but we will have in about twenty minutes a call in segment, mm -hmm. uh, and that'd be something I, I wouldn't mind hearing about. Exactly. You, you know, since Beyond Their World covers numerous subjects, you know, I I don't mind kind of going off script and hearing that if if that who said that um Barbara Wright. Oh yeah, I would I would like to hear that. So when mm -hmm. we have that, is that something we can field, Jeff? Sure. Why not? I, why sure. not? You know, I, I'd, love to, I'd love to hear it again. Beyond that world is, is encompasses many different subject areas, um, UAPs, uh, cryptoids, uh, any number of things. So, yeah, when we have that kind of, you know, call in period, I'd like to hear some of this because this fascinates me. Oh, he, she said, I'll save it for the Bigfoot show. Oh, well, no, come on. <laughs> I know we were talking to, uh, you know, over on uh, the Curse of Oak Island and Beyond live stream. We were talking with Christian Roper. Uh, he was on the very first episode of Beyond Oak Island, and he said that he has not only uh, paranormal experiences and UAP experiences, but also a Bigfoot experience, too. So that would be cool to talk to. I told him, I said, we're going to have to get you on when we start this up. And so we're going to have to reach out to him at some point and have him come in and join us on the show. Um, so, yeah. Hey, Jeff, I want to know if you could do something for us. And this is kind of off script, but... Um, can you go over, I just put it in chat, uh, the private chat, um, uh, the different encounters, like there's a close encounter of the first kind, mm -hmm. and there's a close encounter of the second kind, and there's a close encounter of the third kind, which is the movie that Spielberg did. Mm -hmm. um, can, can you go over the different r rankings of the close encounters? Uh, let's see, yeah, let's see. The close encounter of the first kind is a visual sighting uh, of an unidentified flying object, or uh, a UAP. Mm-hmm. Uh, aerial phenomenon, uh, seemingly less than 500 feet or 150 meters away, that show an appreciable ang angular extension and considerable detail. Okay, so okay, that is like, like Wright Patterson, time. like Wright Patterson Airport, or maybe you know, it's, it's a pretty substantial close encounter. I mean, you're mm -hmm. up close and personal within 500 feet, you're, you're seeing something, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's the first kind first of time. Second, yeah. Close encounter of the second kind is a UFO event uh, with in which a physical effect is alleged. Uh, this can be interference from the functioning of a vehicle or electronic device, animals reacting to the physiological and, effect, and such as paralysis, yes, um, mm -hmm, or heat and discomfort in the witness uh, with the uh, discomfort in the witness uh, or some physical trace like impress you know impressions or mm -hmm. radiation burns or something along those lines mm -hmm. so that is the second kind and i'm going to go ahead and paste in the third kind right now and and it's interesting because you know a lot of people might have different close encounters you mm -hmm. know many people have had close encounters of the of the first kind. i think that's the third kind right there uh let's see uh, uh close encounter uh, ufo encounters in which uh this yeah this is okay um, in which the an inhabited uh, animated entity is present. This includes humanoids, robots, and humans who seem to occupy 
to be occupants or pilots of a UFO. So oh. you're actually encountering a either robot or humanoid type or occupant or a pilot type entity of a UAP. So, so that's weird kind. it says pilot. It didn't say human pilot. It said no, pilot. pilot. Right. right. Which, okay. So if it was a robot or like a drone from mm -hmm. something that was not of this earth, that would be considered a close account of the third kind. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Yep. So, you know, feel free to call in when we have that segment, you know, and, you know, I'd be curious to know who has had close encounters of the first, second or third kind. And there are ratings. And, you know, I just want to throw that out there, mm -hmm. you know, that don't be afraid if you've had a close encounter of the first kind. I'd love to hear about it. Mm, yeah. Now the first kind would be kind of what I experienced, but yeah. it was more than 500 feet away. It was definitely up in the sky. So yeah. So I don't know how that. I mean, is there considered a you know one like of that nature a close? I, I guess that wouldn't be considered a close encounter. It'd encounter. be a more just a sighting. It'd be a sighting, a UAP sighting. Um, mm. But yeah, a close encounter is when you're up close and personal with yeah, whatever the phenomenon is. I was is. not up close and personal when I saw the one that uh, that I saw, and but it was sure made an impression on me. I'll leave it yeah. at that. Yeah, <laughs> it was absolutely a UAP UFO sighting. Mm -hmm. So you experienced the phenomena of a UAP. Is yes. that is that correct? Okay. Yes. Yes. So and it was pretty remarkable. So yeah. Wow uh yeah oh and brenda said you're lucky to see one uh barb thank you for sharing your experience yeah barb was talking about it with her and her sister um uh, don't want to hijack the subject that's okay we're okay no, with no, that no, 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 this no. is part of kind of like the beginning of the show here where we're welcoming that kind of stuff so don't feel so feel bad about uh, sharing it um let's see here indies oh we got uh, indies antics uh all right <laughs> barb. yeah Hey, uh, were you afraid in of the forest after seeing it? i would be i mean that that's kind of a yeah that's kind of <laughs> how would that set you after you've oh, seen that how does that make you feel about going in the forest after that mm. i wouldn't i wouldn't <laughs> hey, can, can we can we post uh jenny getting inky there I, oh, yeah. I, I i think it's pretty funny <laughs> we so oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a close encounter of a, of a quarter, quarter of one. Yeah. <laughs> quarter of one kind. That's what I had. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what you had, Jeff. I thought that was rather that's... clever. <laughs> I was gonna say 0. 0.5. 0. 5. 0. 0.25 is good. I like yeah, that. I like that. I like that. So okay. we're gonna go ahead, Jeff. I think um, you know we're about fifteen yeah. minutes right. or so, maybe twenty minutes. I'd love to see that the uh, Russian cosmonauts yes, that we I were talking that. about, and, and, and see and see what the viewers think of that and you and i can discuss what we think of that i, I think it was just an interesting piece of footage so do you mind rolling yes. that so we can watch oh, i got it right here i'm gonna Excellent. Up right now there we go oops right, hang on it'll go here in just a second okay so i'm gonna cue this up and run it this is a facebook uh uh video here so here we go Turn that down a little bit so I don't blow everybody out. You're going to be wanting to watch right in this area yep, here. There right they there. are. Look at that there right there. Are. Can 
then there's little aurora borealis going by yeah and it is on the time lapse that's why the auroras are moving right. so quickly Actually, the Aurora Borealis wasn't going by. They were going by it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess would be the best way to put that. Oh, yeah. I can, I can kind of see to the left, Jeff, a bit of the shadow of the craft, which I just saw. Yeah, yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And then the, some, There's some uh, lights of the uh, Earth. city below. So I'll back this up and uh, shoot this again. And yeah. again, you look right in here. Maybe we can freeze that, Jeff. Okay. Yeah, I'll see if I can here. Boom. Nope. I mean, right there. Right All right. There, there's four. So, yep. yeah. So here's the here's the uh, UAPs that they found, um, and this one there there actually ends up being five in the in the picture at some point. Yeah. So you can... I can move it ahead just a smidge. There's four. There's five. So here's your one, two, three, four, and this one right here is your fifth one. Yep. Yep. Now stars. Yes, so you can sometimes find stars that align up in the sky. Uh, in the night sky but they're not going to be all moving together in a formation so are we saying jeff i'm going to ask the question and, and i would love to do you know are we and i would love to see what the viewers think also so you can type it in um viewers i'm going to ask this question um it's kind of an impromptu side dish is that pattern that we're seeing right now is it intelligible is it being produced by a an intelligent intelligibility of some type Yes. Human what do you think or, about that? Or not, or extraterrestrial. Yep. You know. Now, Kate said, I was watching a number of UAP videos and noticed that the light seemed to be uh, in multiples uh, in a way that can't be replicated in nature. Exactly. That's, you're exactly right. That's, I mean, when you see stuff like that, you know that it's not just. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not just uh, some sort of a. Um, you know, stars or something like that. And let's see. Somebody and, else. Uh, and what's about interesting about it, Jeff, oh, is you have, you have two things going on. Mm -hmm. um, you have the phenomena of the lights. That's one mm -hmm. phenomena. And then you have the pattern that the lights are following. That's the second phenomena. So you have two things. I mean, you might, you have to explain what the lights are first. You know, mm -hmm. is that, and that, and that may be natural. I'm not saying, but then you have the second layer of the, the intelligible pattern that the lights are producing. Mm -hmm. And to have both of those at the same time, now that's when you get into, well, is that possible? Is that something that it's man-made or is it something, I'm not ruling out man-made, but you know, that's definitely something. Yep. And now this is a good point here from Brenda. I wonder if it was one big ship as they stay in unison. And I wondered about that too. And we can roll this again. I think the one thing that, I, it makes me wonder if it's one big ship is that I think at some points, like you can see this little, um, and I know I'm putting a pointer up here and I don't know how well you can see no, that. No, we can see it very well, Jeff. But right here, there is a, a star. You can see that's behind it. Let's, I'm going to run it again and watch yeah, it. And when it's in slow-mo. Okay. I can see the star behind it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You can see a star right here. Very faint, but yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's hard to see if you're watching on a on a phone or something. It might be, uh, yeah, it does. Kate said it reminds her of the Phoenix Lights, and yes, it did me too. Uh, so I'm going to run it again and kind of watch and see if you can see stars in between the five lights as they form. So I'm going to back it up here, and then we'll run it again and tell me what you think. Now watch it. It does it. It does do it again in slow mo. So we'll watch it a second time. 
Look at this. This is just. Mm. Yeah, see, I can see. I can see stars behind there, so it right. does look like it's separate. Yeah. Okay, so then we're going to see the Aurora Borealis. Here it is. So, yeah, that was that. It looked like there was stars in between the five lights. So that would indicate that it probably was not. Now, it did look like there was a little bit of a distortion at times, but that's hard to say mm. if that is um, or what that would be, actually. It'd be, it's hard to say what that would be. And I'm going to close this down real quick or just minimize it so you can see the... Um, the website that or the youtube page that it's on video from space and it's space uh is the name of the uh, the site so hey, hey jeff is that something mm -hmm. that you can cut and paste into your uh youtube yes uh, as a matter of fact would you, I can. would you mind doing that not at all okay that would be great um so uh, right jeff there. is doing that um tom asked a great question jeff's going to do that right now do we have any sense of location of scale um we do not i mean i don't i don't think there was any scale there uh, Tom, and depending on distance, um, is it one gig one gi vessel um, is gigantic? Yes. So um, there's no sense of scale there, but you know we are seeing um, stars in the background. So mm -hmm. that's either a cloaking technology that reflects what's behind it, and Jeff, I'll have to tell you that story at some point, or or it is uh, separate ships. But uh, we have no sense of scale. But they would have to be pretty large to be picked up. Right. You know, satellites, you like when the International Space Station flies overhead, you can see it. You can see it the very, but you can definitely see a small little tiny, but you can definitely see it. And with a pair of binoculars, you can actually see some of the physical structures on the, on the uh, International Space Station. Yep. So I, it would have to be bigger than that. I mean, that's mm -hmm. very visible. But what else do we have here? All right. Let's see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brenda said she saw the stars too, but um, if it were translucent, it could have, as I have seen lights through one um, that went across the street on the, uh, on the street I live on. Oh, wow. That was what uh, I think John cloaking. Okay. It did. Yeah, it did look like Jenny's getting inky with it said Jenny said it looks like the lights appeared um, then got bigger. It did and brighter. Um, it did. It did seem like they got brighter because especially the fourth and fifth one on the top did seem like they got brighter yep. uh, before they completely disappeared and they did disappear. I mean, and that was a weird thing about it is they didn't like shoot off. We've seen uh, and I'd like to at some point like to show that video. Um, if we can capture it where it shows um, two different things happening. Uh, uh, this was taken from the ISS and yes. it shows one uh, moving across and then shooting up and through the, and another one shot straight up through the, uh, through the ionosphere and straight up into space. Um, and this did not do that. These, these five were going along and then all of a sudden they're just gone. They're just simply gone. So we didn't see them take off. And of course that was, time lapse it was you know very uh quick uh, but yeah i thought that was really uh really neat so but they did not shoot off anywhere they were uh re relatively um they just disappeared simply disappeared mm -hmm. well it's interesting jeff i'm gonna tell a little story here and i think Go ahead. my next door neighbor used to be um 
this is way long ago, about 10 years ago. And um, I was in a different part of the state. And um, he was actually the translator for Nixon, uh, who met with the uh, Russian uh, president at the time when Nixon oh. was having those high-level talks. And he, I, I asked him point blank. I said, was there any talk about UFOs? And he goes, I can't tell you. And he still won't talk about it to this day. Hmm. So I, I started asking specific questions. And uh, he said, I can hmm. tell you this. There was a phone in, the, in, 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 in Russia, in Moscow, that if, if there was a unidentified aerial phenomena, a mm-hmm. UAP, that it wasn't U.S., you picked it up and say, you might see a UAP. It's not one of ours. And there's, you know, and they would pick up or say to the United States, it's not one of ours. So there was the communication back and forth. And I said, you can't tell me. He goes, I cannot tell you. And then he goes, but what if? And I said, what if? And, you know, I kind of followed his, you know, he left me with a thought. Before he went in, we were just shooting the breeze right. over, over the fence. And um, he goes, what if what is reflected above can be reflected below? Hmm. What he was referring to was cloaking. Like it would it would reflect what's above it, below it. So it, it would be. The, the you know if it's a cloud above it if we right. reflect that exact cloud below and he right. just kind of chuckled and he goes just ponder that and he walked mm-hmm. away and that was the end of the conversation and, but you know the fact that you know and then it's publicly known i think now but there are there was a direct line uh between the nixon white house and the kremlin where there's a phone that you picked up and you would say and i guess a lot of it had to do with nuclear warheads and nuclear strikes you had to say hey right. that that missile's not one of ours right. exactly but, you know it was also used for uaps is my understanding so i hmm. thought that's a, that was a kind of a tidbit that i thought i would share because it was just interesting when he said that he goes what if and he goes i'm just gonna leave you with that and i'm like are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave me with your sad. You gotta tell me yeah, that's all you got. And he just laughed and went, you know, he went about his business, you know. Oh we, my sh- we shot the breeze all the time. So that's you know, crazy. um, but yeah, that's kind of the story I wanted to tell because to me, that being he was an insider, there mm-hmm. was something to it. Mm-hmm. And you know, what if the UAPs, if there's a cloaking technology, reflects what's above them below them would make sense you couldn't tell at that point right there would be you know there would be no distortion it would be exactly the way the sky is presented and if it's far enough away the human eye couldn't tell the difference right and that's kind of the thing that was happening out at skinwalker ranch you know each time that travis and the gang out there saw something they saw a pinpoint of light or like a tic-tac type you know uap uap Mm-hmm. And it didn't streak off. It just simply stopped being visible. Stopped so being visible. it did it then, you know, did it have to like, you know, okay, here I go with a Star Trek thing. Did it have to drop its cloaking for a moment to do something and then reestablish the cloak? You know, and again, we're going down a rabbit hole. Nothing's been proven. I know. And I, know. I always say, but, you know, when, when you know, when you have an ex-Nixon interpreter, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the interprets for the, you know, the U.S. to the Kremlin, Saying that, you know, it gets you to think like, okay, what if, and that would make a, a lot of sense to, if you have a cloaking device that underneath would reflect exactly what's behind, right. because then you have your tic-tac, it fades away and there's still consistency in the sky. You wouldn't see any difference. And, right. you know, I've, I've texted you things before and showed you, you know, the military has cloaking technology already. Yep. The invisible cloak, they have one of those. And, you know, the the stealth was, you know, invisible the radar, the stealth bomber at one time. So a lot of these cloaking technologies are out there. And there's mm-hmm. things that we don't know about in the, you know, in our shadow government. 
I'm sure. Yep. Oh, so yeah. if, we, if we have it, <laughs> certainly they have it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah for exactly. Sure. All right. Um, there was another little tidbit that I wanted to jump over to, if you're ready for that. Sure. Um, this had to do, you were, we were talking about uh, administrations of the past, and this one is the oh, Reagan administration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a document that was put out um, from the, uh, that was released. It was actually in the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library, Digital Library Collections. And I'm going to bring this up and show it real quick, like. And then, then you'll post to your YouTube channel also. Yes, I will. Matter of fact, I'll do that first. Okay. And, you know, when, when Jeff and I went searching for things, you know, one of the, you know, Freedom of Information Act, one of the things that they had was these documents in the Reagan library, but you had to scratch around for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I saw this, I immediately picked it up, the PDF, and, and you know, sent it right over to Jeff. But this is a very interesting document. Jeff's going to kind of go through it. Yeah, it's uh, and again, it's from the uh, Ronald Reagan Presidential Library, and then this PDF from a folder from our text textual uh, collections, uh, and then of course it's got the case number and all of that kind of stuff, uh, and then it talks about some different things here, and you can I link this in the uh, in the chat there so you can check it out yourself anytime cool. Cool. Uh, that you'd like to. Uh, but one of the things that you know this this the beginning of it here shows some of the. Um, documenting paperwork that they use to to kind of say who where did it come from the name of correspondence you got richard uh sigismund sigismund yes s-i-g-i-s-m-u-n-d mm-hmm. that's how that is richard uh i and again i'm probably botching the way his name is pronounced no, no. Um, uh sigismund uh and it's the the ufo phenomenon is the subject Okay, this is the White House correspondent tracking worksheet right here on there. Yeah, and, and this is before, you know, they track anything on. This is kind of in the hand way they used right. to track it. And right. what's interesting, Jeff, is this is not an outside memo. Mm-mm. This is actually within the White House. Yes. Because that it did requ- it require the, it required the White House response. Yeah, that's what's important. And it's the dated here. It's now they did their dating backwards uh, back then. It's actually uh, 724 of 1983. 1983 was when this thing was um, uh, received and there's a couple other people's names here and some people that signed off on it which is you know it shows the date uh, 8 8 11 and whatnot on here um, and this is per mr. Devers uh, instructions a reply is requested within 10 days that's what it says here and you'll see uh, mr. Devers pop up again here as we go along um, and then here's some more just this is just this is the way they coded it yeah media ill and we were trying to figure this out it was kind of hard to figure this out uh you know the codes are at the bottom you know (laughs) but there's specific codes yeah see here's the codes yeah l is letter so that's the media code so they were going to respond internally with a a letter yep so uh but we'll skip on past some of that here's okay okay, this thing this part is pretty hard to read now can you pull Um, that up a bit right jeff yeah i've got it i can't get that's that's about as big as you can make it yep Um, and basically, it's t- it's from the Michael uh, Sigismund. Um, he's in Boulder, Colorado. Um, and it says, thank you for your recent letter to Mr. Uh, Michael Deaver uh, requesting information about unidentified flying objects, UFOs, investigations policy. Uh, in the course of a single week, the president and his staff received many thousands of communications as he and his immediate staff cannot possibly respond to each one many are 
and that's really hard to see. I think necessarily referred necessarily, to yes. necessarily. or referred for answer to the cognitive executive agency, whatever that is. Executive agency. Um, uh, there, an official designated as the White House uh, liaison officer uh, gives correspondents such as yours the same careful consideration they would uh, were they able to do so themselves. This is our responsibility in the U.S. Air Force, and I and the reason I am answering. Okay, so they do try to give it, you know, um, an answer and talk to. They goes to the, you know, the office. Um, and all that. So mm. um, let's see. They did talk in here about uh, Project Blue Book. It says, you are undoubtedly aware the United States Air Force ended its 21-year-long uh, UFO uh, examination, Project Blue Book, in December of 1969 because no evidence could be found that the sightings represented visits from outer space or were a threat to national security. Okay. And then it talks about NASA um, was asked by President the president to look into the possibility of resuming the UFO investigations. After study, all the fa uh, facts of available, NASA declared that nothing could be gained by further investigation. And the Air Force agrees with that decision. Nothing so, could be gained. It didn't say we didn't have knowledge of anything. Right. They're this very is, careful to say the, the, again, like we saw last week in the clips of the former mm -hmm. presidents and political leaders. It's the, the word choice is everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, but it does say up here that no evidence could, this is as of 1969 because no evidence could be found that the sightings represented visits, visits from outer space. From outer so. space. And, then, and it doesn't rule out interdimensional travel. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm going to go down that. It just says from outer space. Mm-hmm. You, you know, so yep. so we Oops. can go on. Well, sorry. Well, you want to go on with that, though, Jeff? Yeah, sorry. I was. Yep. And we got. Uh, and so there's this there's this kind of back and forth with these internal documents. Mm -hmm. And then there was a referral process. Um, right. Within 10 days. And this is kind of the internals. Now they have received this letter and this is kind of an internal correspondence back and forth. Yep. Uh, this is just talking about uh, prompt uh, prompt action is essential, and they're they're saying you know we got ten days we should respond to this. And this is Sally Kelly, director of agency liaison. Now we we'll get down into some really uh, interesting and, stuff. And Sally Kelly was the communication liaison for the general public, um, and kind of uh, between the military or the different departments in the White House. We, uh, we, Jeff and I actually took the time to look her up, and she was in the Reagan administration for sure. Yep. She did hold yes. That post. Yeah, we did. This yep. is where it gets kind of interesting uh, right here. Now, um, first of all, I would like to point something out, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Where Where is Michael Deber's address? Right here. Yes. So this is coming from the White House to the White House. So he's saying that he is in the White House, and this correspondence, therefore, is internal, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, here in the summary, this is the UFO, it's uh, RE, the UFO phenomenon, and this is what's pretty cool about this right here, and you guys can read this if you want, I'll, I'll do my best, I'm not the best <laughs> reader allowed like that, but I'll do my best here. A social psychologist with a broad background in education, media, and UFO research writes to advise that the government policy of UFO secrecy is rapidly becoming counterproductive and untenable, Okay counterproductive, their secrecy behind everything is becoming counterproductive, all right? Correct. 
Um, and erosion of government credibility is noted uh, with the public and the media, given evidence of increasing awareness of the reality of the UFO phenomena and the existence of long-term cover-up, of a long-term cover-up. Mm. So... Uh, it's revealing, Jeff. It is very revealing uh, because it sounds like right there, and, and, and I, I'll continue into the next paragraph, then I, we don't need to keep on going after that, but it says, a meeting is requested to discuss the present need for a national education program to gradually condition the American people to the nature of UFO presence and its possible significance for the country. Now, did you get that? That's, that's a very, very important sentence right there. I'll read it again. The meeting is requested, a meeting is requested to discuss the present need for a national educational program to gradually condition the American people to the nature of the UFO presence and its possible significance for the country. So what are they saying right there? And what is happening today? Now, this was back in 1983. Correct. Uh, July 21st, 1983. Keep that in mind. Uh, It is observed that the proposal, the proposed educational program would fulfill what is perceived as the government obligation to respond to the growing need of the people for information, thereby reducing the present risk of mass anxiety and culture shock in the event of an escalation in the present level of UFO activity. In other words, if it got worse and worse or more and more. Well, Jeff, there it is right there. First of all, they're saying, hey, the phenomena is real. Second, they're saying the phenomena has increased activity. Mm-hmm. Third, they're trying to address the same thing we're trying to address now, and disclosure is slowly happening, is right. the anxiety and the culture shock. You mm-hmm. know, there, there's social scientists within the government that study if, if disclosure happened, would it, what, what effect would it have on mankind and society? Would the fabric of society suddenly unravel? Would it be anarchy? Would it, would it, but, you know, between science fiction films, you know, things like ancient aliens, um, slow disclosure, I think they're trying to acclimate the public mm-hmm. to the fact that these things could be real. Yep. So, yeah. So that's, that's pretty much what's happening today. Now, they were talking about this back in July of 1983. And they were starting to discuss the fact that, hey, maybe we should start conditioning the public, leak it out a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and get people start conditioning them to the fact that UFOs are real. Hmm. Okay. Now, we don't know that. I mean, back then, I don't think that ever happened. This meeting must have taken place, in my opinion. But we never, I don't think they really started to condition us back then. Do you think so, John? Well, I, I know and I've seen it before and for whatever reason I, I cannot put my hands on it. I've searched and searched. There was supposed to be a traveling exhibition um, mm-hmm. during the Reagan era and I've seen it before on TV and I've seen it before on the internet and for whatever reason it's like it's purposely been scrubbed mm-hmm. where where they were going to um, go from city to city and you could walk through this exhibit showing the different races and contacts that we've had you know since Roswell and yep. what's known. Now, that was scrubbed. That never reached the light of day, um, but it was in existence. Yep. You know, and there's footage of it, of what it looked like. And I have a feeling that goes with this meeting somehow. 
Uh, Kate says she remembers that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you remember that. I've seen it somewhere. Maybe it was on an early Ancient Aliens video, but I remember seeing it, and I'm like, oh, wow. So Reagan was planning to disclose, and then based on the mass hysteria that they were predicting and, you know, and the kind of fabric of society, I think it was, it was, it was canned. Yep. You know, and yeah. there it is, culture shock. Right there. Anxiety and culture shock in the event of an escalation in the present level of UFO activity. So in other words, if the activity became more and more, people are going to freak out. If, if, and if a mothership shows up over Washington, D.C., people are going to freak out. So maybe, just maybe, we should start conditioning them little by little so that they don't freak out if and when that kind of Correct. thing happens, right? Correct. So, I, I mean... It's, 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 and it's right there in the Reagan library. <laughs> you have to scratch around for it, but Jeff, it's yeah. there. And, and the fact that, that they're even talking about this means that in 1983 they know that there's going to be more ufo activity and they also know that it is making a uh, an issue they they must know that it's true right that they, yeah, they they must know at that point that there are uaps that and things that they don't know what they are but they're out there and they've seen them they've proven it so maybe we should start conditioning the american public so they don't all freak out right yeah. is that that's the way i see I, it. that's the way i read it and I know there's a question. When was the exhibit? The exhibit never happened. You're right. We, we've seen footage of what it was supposed to be, almost like it was being presented. There was kind of a small trailer where it, was, it looks like it was being presented. That reached the light of day. There were other things that reached the light of day, but the exhibit never happened. It, it was, it was uh, suppressed. And I think at some point there was a decision by the military establishment not to go forward with it. And the, you're talking 83. And here we yeah. are, 2021. Right. And now you have three presidents that have basically said, hey, there's something to the unidentified uh, aerial phenomena that you see that we can't explain. You know, especially Obama, President Obama said, I can't explain it. Five, right. six years earlier, which we saw last week, you know, he said he knew nothing about it. And I think that was really the script that mm -hmm. the presidents are told. This is what you tell the general public. Right. And yep. there it is. I mean, Reagan was considering you know, full disclosure during his administration. Mm -hmm. Now we did see last week, Jeff, did we see the, we saw the UN um, speech by Reagan where he says, what if, you know, what, you, to, to unite us as a human race, what if aliens were present and invaded the U S or invaded the world? Would that not right. unite humanity? It, it, we'd have a common enemy at that point. Yes. Common enemy. But it was such a strange out of place statement. Yeah. an address to the UN. And people weren't ready for that back then. No, they were not ready for that. They were not ready to say, okay, I believe in UFOs and UAPs. They definitely were not ready for it at that point. To, to, to me, Jeff, this is kind of like a smoking gun. Mm -hmm. This is kind of like, okay, now they're saying we need to discuss what we're going to do about the subject matter. So it says the subject matter is real. The activity is increasing at this point. And it's gotten, it's, it's you know, now that we all have, you know, phones that have cameras in it, Jeff, Mm -hmm. everyone's documenting the phenomenon <laughs> yeah. you, you, you can't yep. suppress yep. you know how many iphones are there out there and smartphones oh my gosh yeah. billions of millions them. yeah you trillions. can't suppress you you can't suppress billions of people right being having the ability to hold up their phone and take footage and post it on youtube the government can't suppress all those you know the, the, those videos it's impossible yep so we have some other comments um sure. just and uh, tom had a really good one yeah just by introducing the idea of disclosure 
they, they were trying to phase the, the or condition the public. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. That's ex and they're still trying to do it today, but they tabled the conversation uh, for about uh, 40 years. For about 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. 40 yeah. years. Yeah. And Barbara's right. Back in the 80s, there was still a stigma about UAPs. Yeah, absolutely. And there's and there there is a little bit. But I think that over the years, people have become more and more conditioned. You go out to most people on the street and if you did a poll of people walking by in the street and say, do you believe in life on other planets? I bet you would have an overwhelming majority would say yes. What do you what do you guys think about that? Maybe a little side dish question. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can we do something, Jeff? Did, did we show the quote yet? Can we pull up the quote if you're asking that side dish question? Uh, you you want to hold off on that quote? You know the quote I'm talking about? Uh, I, I don't think I put it on there though. Did I put uh, it on there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's hold off on it. Oh, okay. okay, we're okay. gonna hold off on that quote for a minute. <laughs> okay, mean that, but but uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, the side dish question. So do do what's the side dish question, Jeff? What are you asking here? Well, I I was just asking. Do you think that if you t if you if you were taking a poll of the American people walking, I don't American people, anybody okay. walking by on the street today, do you think you would have the majority of those people you asked believe in life on other planets or, or life outside of this world? So is the question, what percentage of people do you believe would believe in life outside our planet? Right. Correct? Right. And you just want them to throw a percentage down. Yeah, just tell me what you okay, think. Okay, that'd be great. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching. If you ask 100 you. people, how many of them do you think would say, I believe in life on another, on another, outside of this world? I'll just say, I'll leave it like that. Uh, oh, hey, D Jones is here. That's pretty cool. Hi, D. Glad you're here. Uh, and let's see, I feel most people, oh, let's see, what is it? Uh, Andy's Antics says, I feel most people believe in intelligent life on other planets and no one will be shocked when they present themselves. I think you're right. So here we go. Oh, we got uh, Tom Burns says 90%. Wow. Um, Paula says 50-50. Uh, Brenda Dixon says 80%. Jan says 65. Wanda's at about 50. 50. Uh, Indy's Antics says 100%. <laughs> that would be good. I think so, but I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I, I think you've had so much of it in the media. I mean, it really started, if you think about it, is Orson Welles' War, uh, War, uh, War, War oh, yeah, World, Jeff. Yeah. You know, the radio show when the, you know, when half, I think it was in New York, Jeff, am I correct about that? And 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 people were calling in, think there was actually an alien invasion. And mm -hmm. there had to be a public announcement that, no, it, it's a story, folks. Orson Welles is doing a story. <clears throat> right. But, and then you slowly had science fiction, which kind of, you know, started to explore it. And, mm -hmm. you know, different, different disclosures. And... You know, now you have the shows like Ancient Aliens, UFO mm -hmm. Disclosure, you have MUFON out there. Yep. And I think, you know, um, Tom DeLong, you know, you have certain people that are slowly trickling this out. And I think shows like Ancient Aliens, I, I almost think it might, Ancient Aliens might be, uh, you know, um, stake horse oh. by the U.S. government. Well, look how many, yeah, yeah. And look how yeah, many seasons you know. have been out on that show. How many seasons um, of Ancient Aliens are there? If someone could look 12? that up for me, that would be great. I need at least 10. Oh, yeah. 12. And, and that means there's enough interest in it to keep that show going. Even right. though Giorgio Tsoukalos' hair is sticking out all the time. <laughs> and he's like, aliens. I'm not going to say it's aliens, <laughs> aliens but, but it's, it's aliens. It's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. What do we got? Okay, Bridget said 60%. Um, I believe we're the ants in ET's ant farm. That's I know. I know. Uh, I know. Are we? Are we just a an experiment sitting on someone's desk? This entire universe is our entire universe a an experiment sitting on someone's desk. 
Um, oh, that's a good question, Wanda. The question is, are they hostile or not? I think that, you know, if you believe the fact that we've been being visited for many, 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 many years, I would have to say that they are probably not, at least those ones, because we're still here. But have they been experimenting on people? Have they been? I don't know. I mean, there you go. Ah, Barbara says 75%. Um, oh, my God. Uh, I think, oh, here's a good one. Jan says, I think younger, uh, the, the younger a person is, the higher the percentage. Yeah, yeah that might be. That might so, be. So, yeah, Jan's suggesting it's generational. Yeah. As, as, as you get down into the generations and more people are accustomed to the possibility of it. And I think there's something to be said about, you know, generational wisdom. Yep. Tom said, based on today's technology and our limited space exploration, most people would be hard pressed not to believe we are alone. Yep. Yep. And then, and then, uh, yeah, she loves his hair. You're talking about George. <laughs> <Los Angeles. laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but Kate also gave us our seasons. Did you see the seasons? Jeff, two statements down. Uh, yeah. Yep. 16 seasons. Wow. 93 episodes. See, that's, that's crazy right that, there. Now that's conditioning though, Jeff. It is. it is. Come on. I mean, and you know, maybe I'm wrong. You know, you know, as with any secret organization of society, you know, and you know, I go back to Templars and look at, you know, all sorts of Masons and Rosicrucians. But in this case, you know, you hide things right out in the open. And what I'm suggesting, if it's not ancient aliens, that NASA very well could be a cover for mm -hmm. this kind of shadow program that's behind. So where are you going to hide NASA? You wouldn't hide NASA. You put NASA right out in the open, and then the, what's going on behind? Front and center. Yep. Yep. And then no one would suspect it. Oh, you're shooting off another rocket in the space. They're not going to ask where it's going. And once it's in space, how do we track it? We don't. Right. You know, human beings, it's only what, you know, if they say it's here, you know, I don't know what the technology is to track it. You know, I don't, you know, if they say it's in this quadrant of the, you know, of the sky, okay, mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's right. Yep. You know, but I, I believe NASA was originally invented to kind of cover up the investigation of, of um, U, UAVs. Mm -hmm. and, and it's smart. It's smart yep. to hide it right out in the open. Yep. Yeah, Paula says the older population can't grasp the possibility. The younger uh, are more apt to believe. I agree. I think that you, know, you, that you ask more younger people and they would say the same thing. I, I, I think, think that so. has a lot to do with technology. This, the younger mm -hmm. people can use technology like no one's business. And, you know, I, I, my, my, my students, Jeff, can use technology better than I can. And I'm pretty, you know, tech savvy. So I'm like, how do you know how to do that? It's just amazing. <laughs> it's aliens. It's aliens. It's, it's aliens. <laughs> uh, Georgia also commented on the J.J. Abrams UFO documentary. Did he? Did he? Okay. Um, what? What is this? My, my wife does his hair. What? Uh, his his wife. Oh, Sucolos his wife. Is, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Sucolos' wife, wife does. <laughs> Sucolos' hair. That's funny. <laughs> oh, I'm, I met Sucolos. I met him about three years ago in Alien Con. Uh, you know, had my. I, I have to post it, Jeff. I actually had my picture taken with him and everything. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah have to post that. that. Yeah, yeah. I think you uh, did. I think you sent that to me, don't I? Yeah, I, I, it's it's somewhere. Yeah, and he, right. really nice. He's like, thanks for watching the show. You know, shook my hand. You, you pay your, you know, your honorarium to the the photography people, and they take your picture with Sukulos, and you, you have like about a thirty second chat with him. He was really cool. He's mm -hmm. like, what do you want me to do? I said, seriously, 
you really going to ask that? And I'm doing this and he's doing this. And it was, it was funny. It was, it was, a, it was a perfect picture. So I really enjoyed that. And, you know, if, I, if I'm, if I'm handing over 50 or 60 bucks for a picture, he's going to do this, you know, when yeah, he's doing exactly. the same thing. Um, it's not aliens. He goes, you really want me to do that? And he goes, yeah. So he got that pose. It was, it was, it was priceless. Once in a lifetime. I wonder how many times he does that for people. <laughs> Gotta be crazy. All right. So, all right. So oh. now, now this, this document, as you saw, that we showed here was uh, 1983 uh, July and it was the Reagan administration. Yeah. Um, okay. So now we're going to step over a little bit to foreign country before we get to our side disc question, we're going to step over to foreign country. Well, there's a, well, there's a number of foreign countries that also reported it. And I think you and I discussed a specific one. Yes. But there's a lot of foreign countries, especially mm -hmm. defense ministers and retired defense ministers and other uh, high-ranking officials and foreign governments that yep. have come forward. The U.S. seems to be dragging their feet with this. So mm -hmm. having said that, what do you want to look at, Jeff? Let's do um, – oh, oh, I got to find it. Hold on. It's up here. Mm -hmm. Drag it over here. I got screens all over the place. Here we go. Let me make it bigger. Now, okay. we're not going to dig into this one too deeply, um, but let me bring it up here. Okay. UFOs and defense. What should we prepare for? Now, this is, as you can see, let me make it a little bit bigger here. Right here. Oops. I can't highlight it. There we go. Yep. So it looks like it's written from the French Association of Camilla. This mm -hmm. report details the results of a study by the Institute of Higher Studies for National Defense. So this is a think tank out of France that's associated with their with their national defense. Mm -hmm. So this this is a pretty interesting document, Jeff. And I, I, I know you and I talked about it when you when you found this document, Jeff. And I, I think the document's fascinating, but it was 83 pages long. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to go over. No, we're not going to go over. So, but Jeff, would it be possible just to share the table of contents with everyone? Yes, and I think that's yeah, yeah. Let's look at that. Okay, so I'm going to roll up the table of contents, and this was published in July 1999. Yep, in France. Okay, here's the table of contents, and this is what I think is really pretty cool about this. All right, take a look at some of the things that are in here. Chapter one. Uh, testimonies of French pilots. Mm -hmm. Chapter two: Aeronautical cases th throughout the world. So now they're comparing the French pilots' testimonies with testimonies across the world. So they're looking for commonality. Mm -hmm. They're looking for repeated patterns. Right. And you know, as in research, Jeff, I, I, whatever the research is, is is it repeatable? And you have to see it in context. So they are looking for repeatable patterns in context. Right. Chapter three: Sightings from the ground. So that would be a close encounter of the first kind. Or quarter kind. Or oh, quarter kind. Because <laughs> <'Cause laughs> I had that one. Ah, I like that. I was, was on quarter the ground. Kind, yeah. Quarter kind. I, yeah, then, I like that. That's yeah. a, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then chapter four is close encounters. That, that would be first, second, and third. Yes. Uh, and, and, and Jeff and I went through it. And they're testimonials, actual testimonials, historical testimonials um, that they have in this document. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and chapter five, again, a good researcher is going to want to also try to disprove the yes. phenomena somehow. So they right. have counterexamples of phenomena that have been explained. Um, it wasn't many cases when Jeff and I went through the document. It was a handful of cases that right. they could explain through man-made means or weather phenomena. Um, otherwise, the bulk of the cases went unexplained. And that's just the first five chapters, Jeff. Right. Exactly. You know, and yeah. 
and then the second part too is the is kind of the methodology of research now this is more mm -hmm. a research perspective you go over scope and sequence rationale and methodology of research so that's much right. more statistical right um, and this is what's key right here is yeah. part two is the extent of our knowledge so they're basically going to lay out the extent of all the knowledge that they have in this document at that time at that given point yes um, and then, like I said, this thing's 83 pages long. We're not going to go through these pages with you guys. We wanted to show this. I did link it in the chat. I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I got a on that one. Yeah. So I linked it in the chat. So I mean, you it's in, it's in the out. YouTube side. It's on the YouTube channel, right? Yes. As an, it's as on an Easter egg. And uh, Twitch present. also. It's up on okay. Twitch. Okay, well. great. And, and Chapter 8, Jeff. I mean, Chapter 8 was fascinating. Um, hypothesis and mm -hmm. modeling attempts. So they're trying to like Jeff and I were doing before in the show, they're trying to, with the cloaking kind of conversation, they're trying to either explain it away or mm -hmm. explain what it is making certain assumptions. Okay, if it's cloaking, this is what it would look like, you know, and, and they're kind of walking down that road. Right, and that's what Al Stalin said. Yeah. Chapter eight. Mm -hmm. Chapter eight. Yep. And then part three, Jeff. What do you think of part three? Part three, I thought, was pretty cool because now they're talking about the implications. The whoa, 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 whoa. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. And then I have a question for you. Well, the uh, aeronaut aeronautical implications. Okay. So what, you know, maybe uh, getting in the way of, of airplanes and, and not only military, but I, that's the way I take that. Aeronautical implications. So you're talking about interference with uh, passenger airplanes um you know and military airplanes and things of that nature okay then chapter 12 the scientific and technical implications now that could be very broad there i, I don't know but you're talking about scientific and technical yeah. implications now then you got the and here's the big one right here the political and religious implications that one's huge and that's something that you know i've talked about because i i am a christian and you know you talk about okay so jeff freeman if you find out if, if a mothership shows up and there's absolutely 100 percent proof that there's life outside of this planet is that gonna is that gonna affect your religion are you gonna stop believing in god at that point we'll get to that in a few minutes no no no, no, no. Well, Jay, we'll get to that in a few minutes and we'll talk about that um but political implications as well and then media implications mm -hmm. but but jeff this is the point of this. And think about it. Chapters 11, 12, 13, and 14. If there are implications, what does it mean? To me, it means that they have determined that they're real and they Correct. are going to create some sort of implication that they Correct. need to be concerned about and think about it. Get a think tank going to think Correct. about how are we going to react to this? Correct. And it was the same fear. And they had the, the French came up with a plan. It was the same fear of an 83, you know, culture shock. Mm -hmm. But now the, the French, about uh, 16 years later, mm -hmm. give or take, um, are saying, hey, let's look at what the implications are. And, you know, so right now, if you have the implications, the phenomena, they're basically saying the phenomena is real. Yep. They're not denying it here. They're saying, okay, look, we've just. It's like a court case. We just presented a case and laid out our case for the reality of UAPs and close encounters, because that's also included in the report. And here are the media implications. And then the, the appendices are always fascinating. The little tidbits they give you. What are those, Jeff? Well, appendix number one is radar detection in France. So they have 
some radar detection. These are all things that they have. Mm -hmm. These are all the the uh, conclusions, recommendations, the appendices. These are things that they have. So you got radar detection, astronomers' sightings, life in the universe, colonization of space, and what about this one? Appendix number five: the Roswell affair, disinformation. Now, what the heck does that? Mean? <laughs> we get it. We're gonna have to go, <laughs> well, to have to go through. Why? See what that's all about. Because, um, yeah. Is it the disinformation that the American government has presented, or is it? you know so yeah you know jeff's posted this up so anyone can dive in you know feel free to because i'd be i haven't gone through the whole document yet it was just i haven't either i haven't yeah Yeah. appendix five is definitely going to be on my agenda for reading tonight yeah and the long history of ufos Mm -hmm. and jeff and i had discussed that at at some point on beyond our world and then reflections on various psychological and sociological implications mm-hmm. which is exactly what they were worried about in 83 during the reagan administration right exactly you're talking 16 years later yep you know subject yep. still the subject hasn't hasn't changed nope you know and and it's still waiting but i i think with the advent again jeff the advent the iphone and the smartphone and everyone taking videos there's just too many of them and the governments around the world can't stop them so there's too many accounts now exactly you know yep exactly uh let's see it's a very interesting document yeah jan that's that's interesting uh what you're saying there and so we're going to touch on this here in just a little bit too yeah um, because we've got another document that we're going to bring up here in a moment sure um did we want to do that now yeah yeah it seems like an appropriate place for it okay all right let's do that sure sure. let's do that now so I'm going to close this one. I'm going to bring up this next document, and then we're going to take some calls. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So let's, we'll, do, we'll show this next document, and then we're going to take some calls if you guys want to call into the show yeah, and talk free, about your experiences. You know. So let me get rid of this, and then I'm going I'm hoping to... at least a couple of you will call in tonight because I'm, you know, I, did, I did hear about Bigfoot, and I don't mind switching subjects because mm-hmm. this will be a nice breaking point. And this yeah. statement has to go with, you know, I think I know the statement you're bringing up with both uh, life on this planet and elsewhere. Is that yes. the statement you're referring to? Uh, yes. This is the one that deals with belief in God. Is that the one you were thinking That's of? That's the one I'm referring to. Okay. Yep. All right. So here we go. I'm going to bring this one up. Now, this is a document from the Science and Space dated May 13, 2008. And it says right here at the top, Vatican scientists say belief in God and aliens is okay. Again, you know, I'm having been to the Vatican. Are they, are they trying to prime the pilgrims, Jeff? And that's what they're referred to when you visit the Vatican, you're a pilgrim. Or are they trying, I mean, you're talking, what, 1 billion Catholics, I believe, correct? So like mm-hmm. are, are they trying to say, hey, you know, there's something to it, so it, it won't diminish your belief in, in, in the divine or God. And, and it makes sense because one of the sociological and psychological implications was religious. Mm-hmm. So it looks like the Vatican's trying to get ahead of the subject. Yep. And I'm going to read a little bit of this real quick. And again, I'll do my best here. And I'm sorry for the way I stumbled around with it, folks. But um, this is a Vatican scientist says that believe in God and aliens is okay. In my opinion, this possibility, and in parentheses, of life on other planets exists. 
says Reverend Jose Gabriel Funes, a 45-year-old Jesuit priest who is head of the Vatican Observatory and, and a science observer to Pope Benedict. Okay. How can we, how can we exclude life? How can we exclude life uh, that life has developed elsewhere? He told the Vatican newspaper. Okay. And I'm not going to try to pronounce that. Observator. Roma. Okay. I did try to do it. Uh, (laughs) um, Explaining that the large number of galaxies and their own planets made this possible. Now I'm going to scroll down here just a moment uh, to get to this. Before we go to that, I I didn't read that again, Jeff, before we get to the bottom. Look at it. He said, how can we exclude uh, how can we exclude that life has developed elsewhere explaining the large number of planets and gal- the large number of galaxies with their own planets made this possible right so it, it's like the vatican has the inside scoop like okay life on other planets was made possible by the large number of galaxies is that what he's saying there mm-hmm. like is he almost admitting like okay there's life on other planets yep and and the vatican you know, the Vatican archives, I mean, goes back. I mean, they have everything. So, you know, for me, he's admitting right there. I believe he's admitting. I mean, you, you guys can chime in. I think yep. he's admitting that, you know, it's what made this possible. Right. Made what possible, Jeff? Again, it's the language. What's possible, made, Jeff? Made the fact that life on other planets is possible. Yes. And, and the large number of galaxies made life on other planets possible. But that's not a theory that's is almost being stated as fact. Well, it says right here, asked if he is referring to beings similar to humans or even more evolved than humans, he said certainly, certainly. in a large in a universe this big you can't exclude this hypothesis. Now he's calling it a hypothesis yeah, because we just don't know yet. Officially it's a hypothesis. Officially it's a hypothesis. Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> But, you know, the statement right before, it's mm-hmm. almost like he said it and then kind of backtracked a bit. Because yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. But I like this right here. And this is the thing that I was talking about uh, the other day. It says, just as the underlined portion, which is the, the one that really rams at home here, mm-hmm. uh, just as there's the, the um, uh, multiplicity of creatures on Earth. Now, he's talking about dogs and cats and birds and insects mm-hmm. and everything, all the life that exists on this planet everything okay uh just as there is a multiplicity of creatures on earth there can be other beings even intelligent created by god this is not in contrast with our faith because we can't put limits on god's creative freedom end quote Mm. and that's kind of what i was saying the other day Mm -hmm. that even though i'm a christian do i does it say in the bible that god didn't create life on other planets not that I've read, and I've been through it once and a half. I'm going through it my second time now, but I haven't read where it said that. That oh. didn't say that there's not life on other. And what, what, who are we as human beings to say that God couldn't create life on another planet? Do, do we know all God's plans? Do we know everything He's done? Not at all. And not you know, it's 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 rather arrogant for man to even think that. Um, exactly he he can say that i mean it's just it's it's very arrogant you know how can we how can we really put you know limits on god's creative ability we we can't yep yep exactly um yeah we uh yeah we were this jan said but we were taught that god created the universe 
which should include everything in it. Maybe the other life in it has also the same concept with their own God. Mm -hmm. and, and what's interesting, if you look at Genesis, you know, the, and the first four books of the Torah, uh, five, first five books of the Torah, um, you know, God created the heavens and the earth. I mean, mm -hmm. r r right away, the heavens, you know, and that would include every bit of life that would be in the heavens. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even if there's no belief in God, and you're welcome to that opinion, you still have a first cause. You still have a big bang. You you have, I can't imagine, Jeff, and as you think about the intelligibility of, or the patterns that it takes to make up a human genome, or the patterns that it takes up to make any genome, and, and the laws of physics, and, you know, the, the quantum physics, and, you know, there's all the patterns, that those are all random. It's just, I can't wrap my head around anyone that's, and, and this is just me. And, and maybe it is all random, but it's really hard for me to believe that it's completely all random. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just too many intelligible patterns there to think that life and the laws of physics, you know, the quantum entanglement and all is just is random. Mm -hmm. And it could be, but, you know, in my mind, highly unlikely. Yep, I know. And just like uh, Carl Sagan, the late Carl Sagan said, you know, he was talking about that, you know, with all the the billions of stars in our galaxy and the many of them have planets going around them and the billions of galaxies in this universe billions of galaxies in this universe if we are the only grain of sand in this entire beach that has life on it that seems an awful large waste of space does it not mm. yep it sure does and God created the heavens and the earth. So what yeah. says he didn't? Okay. So, uh, yeah, Barbara says mm -hmm. the Vatican has many secrets mm -hmm. locked up. Yes, they do. <laughs> That's very true. Oh, they yeah. do. Oh, well, Jeff, you know, I did have a chance to tour the necropolis when I was yes. there. Which tell is us a, a little bit about that. That's interesting. I'll, I'll, and then I want to throw up a side, just, a side dish after I tell the story. So you have to get special permission. Uh, my daughter went and I went to the Vatican uh, Rome about 10 years ago. And you have to go through the uh, Vatican of Scavi, mm -hmm. um, which is a special department that grants access to um, the uh, necropolis, um, which is what the Vatican was built on, which is right. it's, it's, it's a, almost like a burial site. You know, it's, a, it's an ancient burial necropolis uh, underneath the Vatican, which has catacombs. It's fascinating. You would have family tombs that you would go and you bury your dead. And, and when you go under there, there's all sorts of early Christian symbols. Um, it's fascinating, but it's just like you would see in, in Angels and Demons. I couldn't believe it. They, 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 they put the hand um, up right on the, uh, the hand scanner and put in a code, and it, it like measured the fingerprints, and you saw the little, you know, come across, and they put in the code. And yep. then it hermetically seals, so the door opens, and you hear the, the kind of air come out of the, mm -hmm. of the uh, necropolis. And then you step through, and they only, there was only 10 or 15 pilgrims allowed at a time. You had to get a ticket in advance, and, you know, it was like 50 Americans. I'm like, oh, no, we're going to the Necropolis. If I'm in Rome, I'm going. <laughs> and then you go underneath, and you see a lot of what the Vatican doesn't show the, the general public, um, tombs and uh, symbols and even the alleged bone of St. Peter. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. under there, and remember, Vatican was built on the bones of Saint Peter, and they have found a well underneath the Vatican 
um, one of the popes dug down, found a well, and found a cave-like structure. And it literally says, uh, here lies uh, Petro, Peter. Mm -hmm. And in the kind of slot where the cave is are a set of preserved bones. And wow. they showed the pilgrims that, and you kind of get goosebumps because you're like, well, you know, I can't prove because I say alleged. You know, it's a matter of faith. But if right. you're of the faith and you're sitting there and you're looking literally at the bones of St. Peter, you're like, wow, that's pretty amazing. Yep. So there are many secrets that the Vatican has that they will not make public. Right. Um, and I think they have known about um, extraterrestrial life for some time. That's my personal Yes, opinion. I believe so, too. I, I, I can't I, prove I that. But right. I mean, what I, I would love, yeah. Do you agree with the underlying statement from the Vatican? I'd love to see this as a side dish question right here. So if, if you if you agree with the Vatican, you know, put in yes and why. Um, how do you feel, uh, you know, about the Vatican stance on uh, life on other planets? So I kind of be curious about that. But yeah, yeah, Jeff, if you ever have a chance to go to the Vatican, it's worth. I would every, love to. It's worth every dime, mm -hmm. um, you know, and and you know, just to see it and, and realize its history. Um, you know, I can only imagine what's in the Vatican archives. Every time oh, I see oh. angels and demons, it's one of my favorite I movies. <laughs> I, Every time I, I would see love that, to get in there. I think I all know. of us would, because I know they got oh, a lot absolutely. of secrets in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, we have so there we are. So do yeah. you agree with the underlying statement uh, that the Vatican is saying about this now? And, and again, does this, you know, as a, as a Christian, does this, whoops, sorry. As a Christian, does this uh, does this uh, vindicate me or allow me to say that it's true um, that I can believe in life on other planets? And Paula Paula agrees with the statement. She says yes. Uh, that the statement, um, yeah. So I mean, it 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 because I I honestly I do I have people who say to me, Jeff, you're a Christian. How can you believe in life on other planets? I've actually had people tell me that. And I give them that same answer that I just told you. It doesn't say in the Bible that God didn't make light. And God God created life. I think he created I mean, you, again, you go back to that multiplic, uh, multiplicity, well, not multiplicity. Um, what was the word they used in here? The, yeah, multiplicity. Yeah, the, the, the multiplicity of creatures. The multiplicity of creatures that are on this planet. Just think of that just in itself for just a moment. How many different living creatures are on our planet thousands okay not just human beings thousands of different kinds of creatures some are walking on two feet some walk on four some walk on six some walk on eight some fly in the air i mean you've got multiple i mean it's just crazy mm. and how do you explain them all away jeff you can't how do you explain how do you explain you the creation of them all and you can't and, the, and, in, and then you've also got the the idea and uh, you know everybody's jumping in saying yes <laughs> um, <laughs> but you also have with that you have people that say okay there's no life on mars okay there's no life on jupiter or venus or you know whatever on, a, on these other planets okay so now you got to remember that they're thinking about life as we know life hmm. okay as we know life air breathing uh creatures that are warm warm blooded and uh, we need to be in this goldilocks zone mm -hmm. uh, where our planet orbits the earth because if we were out further we'd freeze to death if we were in closer we'd burn up so we are in that 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 perfect spot 
to grow life as we know it or to have life as we know it. Mm-hmm. How do we know what life could exist on Jupiter or Venus or any other planet, Saturn for that matter? Uh, let's see, what do we got going on here? So Paula said yes, Brenda said yes. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. I think you're talking about the Vatican right there. Knowledge is power. Guard the knowledge and maintain the power. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. And and there's so much that 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 we don't know, Jeff. I think we 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 know very little. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we're probably a half, one half of one percent of all the knowledge out there in the universe, and we're just barely, just barely tapping into some of it. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, let's see. Yeah, let's see. Tom said Vatican is, is giving credit to the great creator, uh, who they represent. Um, let's see. Now, uh, I got something I'd like to throw in here, Jeff, while you're reading mm-hmm. some of these comments. Um, I was at, as you know, Alien Con about, you know, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just sent you something which I thought was fascinating, which I, I would love for you to play. I know it's unscripted, so, you know, this is kind of a stream of consciousness between you and I. Um, Paula and I were discussing earlier this week how, and if we're going in down this road, how about 30% of the general population of the face of the planet have what's called junk DNA. DNA that they can't explain um, where it came from. And the DNA itself um, is supposedly um, from out of our planet. Okay, um, they just can't explain what the DNA is, and it's a generally thirty percent. Now, at, at that alien con, Linda Moulton Howe, who a friend of mine videotaped at the time, I thought was brilliant, goes into this. I'm not sure if we can play that or if we want sure. to open that, but um, I just sent it to you in. Um, in your Facebook, mm-hmm. and it's linked up to mine. But if we can play yep. that, it's it's about five minutes. But I think it's totally worth a play, because there are even portions of our own DNA that we can't explain. So if we're talking about life out there, we can explain some of the DNA within ourselves as a human race. Mm-hmm. And there's about thirty percent of the general population which have supposed DNA that is not of this planet. And we have Jan. Okay. The universe is too big a space to just to be wasted. Of course, there must be some kind of life on other planets. We're not the only ones. How could we be? And that's exactly, perfect, you yeah. know, absolutely perfect. Yep. Uh, all right. You want me to go ahead and play it? Yeah. I, I'm all not right. Sure. Have you seen this, Jeff? No. Well, oh. I, I, I saw it the other day and I actually tried to play it. Oh, but it was in a place it's, where it's, I couldn't turn it up. So I couldn't hear it that so, well. So it, I just it, stopped. It's, it's genius. And this all is right. Linda Moulton Howe. She was giving a, a, a talk and I had a chance to meet her. Uh, she had a booth there, and we we talked. In fact, I sh- shared what I did about N- Nixon's interpreter with her, and she thought that was very fascinating. We talked for about 15 minutes on that. She thought that was, you know, very fascinating. Um, but this was her giving this uh, the uh, a lecture uh, with, you know, other people that you've seen. I think uh, William Henry's there and others. Um, but the when she said this, I'm like, oh, wow, wow, this is just something really to think about. So go ahead and play it. All right, I'm going to click on it here and see if I can make it bigger first. Yeah. Oh. And the idea that it's not just something that people Oops. have been whistleblowing about in recent decades, but something that could be back. Hold on, I'm going to I'm going to start it over so we can turn it up. 
I okay, just cool. came from a group of about 40 people. Not just something that people have been whistleblowing about in recent decades, but something that can stretch back uh, much further than that. I just came from a group of about 40 people who had gathered around my table this morning. And in the last hour, we have been in one of the singular, most extraordinary discussions that I've ever had living on this planet. And it started with a woman who said, I just had my genetic material analyzed, and there is a portion of it, I think the genetic term is, there's no antecedent. Last night, another person came to me and said that they had had their DNA done in one of these 23andMe, and that they had a portion of their DNA that had no antecedent. And they're asking me, what does this mean? In another part of my work now, I am in communication with people at some universities that are working on projects that you would probably put into the category, either by assignment or they're being paid, to look at the question for some agencies in our government how many of the 7.2 billion and growing human population on Earth are now provable hybrid, hybrids that are homo sapien sapien and something unknown? Hmm. So the discussion this morning that led from the woman talking about and asking about if I have no antecedent in some of my DNA, does that mean that I am extraterrestrial? This is a question in a new field that I think that the government of the United States has wanted to have it both ways. One, that they would begin analyzing the human population in terms of looking for hybridization that can be proved to be something that is alien combined with homo sapiens sapien, and do it privately and keep the public and the media from ever knowing what was really going on. And I'm speaking, frankly, coming from the energy of that 40 or so people around my table, realizing that we are now at so many different intersections, but one of them that is going to continue to grow is if now getting our genetic DNA analysis done, whether it's through a TV commercial or some other reason. We have to come together as a human race and say to each other, no matter what is found in your genetic makeup, whether you are a hybrid, and one of the estimates on the current population of the Earth now is 30% of Homo sapien is now a mixture with another genetic that is not uh, in the lineage of standing of primates on Earth. And if the governments understand that 30% of the current population on the Earth are now exotic hybrids, that instead of taking a position that this is a threat to the Earth, it is sort of what the rabbi is indicating and what William is indicating, you could say that Homo sapiens sapien, Denisovan, Neanderthalensis, 
and Homo erectus, they were all hybrids. Hmm. And that the one big issue going forward from here on is going to be we cannot turn into a planet where we are afraid of finding out who we really are and that recognizing that there could be genetic manipulation in the 21st century by extraterrestrials should not put us at war with each other and certainly not give governments a reason for some kind of isolation of populations to be annihilated. And this is a sobering subject this morning on Sunday, but I know now from this discussion I just had that it's on people's minds. And that whatever the ultimate truth is going to be about getting that we're not alone in the universe, that big headline. The much bigger story that is beginning to me to dominate everywhere is the humans are the greatest mystery. Who are we? Who really made us? Government documents that I have read say extraterrestrial biological entities manipulated DNA and already evolving primates mm. to create Homo sapien. That's us. So if we have been <laughs> DNA manipulated beings for the last 45,000 and 100,000 years, What's happening in these DNA tests is finally the discovery in a public way that we are a mystery. Hmm. And in that mystery, to me, the fundamental part of us that is the most important is our soul. And it is not mythological. And that we are at a revolutionary time where hybrids, star children, homo sapiens sapiens, Neanderthalensis, Denisovans. We are all a huge mystery on planet Earth. And that the big, big thing that we have to do is to stop trying to kill each other. <laughs> okay, Jeff, what's your reaction? You haven't seen that before, so I, I kind of put a little ninja trick out there, a little <laughs> mind trick. What's your reaction to that? When I saw that, I was blown away. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? In 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 the fact that um, you know, and I have again this kind of this this part of it kind of does play against me a little bit in the fact that you know, talking about being manipulated, having our DNA being manipulated by extraterrestrials, kind of plays into me a little bit because now we're trying to say somebody's messing with God's creation. And that, that, well, we, we've been doing it with cloning. Uh, yes, we have. We have, you know, and there's that yeah. whole, there's the whole social uh, ethical piece. Right. That is, should we be doing this? And that's, that's mm -hmm. more of a ethical question. So if we're capable of doing it and we have, I mean, think about oh, yeah. genetic mutated food you know, GMOs, you know, and we've been doing genetic you cows know, and, uh, chickens. Yes, and chickens. Are we doing it? And is that ethical, Jeff? Because it feeds more people. <sighs> um, it, it's a huge ethic. Yeah. And so if <laughs> are we the chickens and the cows for no, no, no. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. 
<laughs> but, but, but think about it. If we're capable of manipulating mm -hmm. DNA and we're supposedly light years behind anything out there, you know, and, and can we really explain, Jeff, why 30% of the human genome, and Paula said it was more like 15, but, you know, anywhere between 15 and 30, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's been manipulated, or let's say it's not even manipulated, it's unexplained. Right. You know. What's it doing there? That's, we don't know what it's what's doing it do, What's yeah. it doing there? You know, it's, 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 it's unexplained. It's not like those DNA, you know, strands don't have a purpose. They have a purpose. You know, maybe we haven't actualized that purpose. Maybe they're right. sitting That's there. That's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, ready to be actualized, ready to be turned on like a switch. Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe you have to turn these two or three switches on, and then that allows you to turn this switch on. And then if you turn these two switches on, maybe you can get this switch on. So maybe it's it's just being able to turn. And epigenetics is a whole study about this, where you're turning on and off the the protein molecules that surround the DNA molecule mm -hmm. and, and being able to, depending on the proteins outside the DNA molecule, you can turn on and off certain genetics. Right. They, they, they study this in twins. Um, but it, it begs the question, we're capable of doing it. So I'm not talking religious here. I'm kind of stepping outside kind of the religious Right. Well, it is, it is possible. Like you're saying that, you know, God created us and now, somebody else is coming along and manipulating that um so is that is that possible yeah i'm not going to say that's not possible you know for sure um and then but then we start to get into the whole you know discussion of uh evolution versus creation and i'm not going down there is it possible that 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 we're that our dna is being manipulated by um by some sort of uh extraterrestrial yeah, I'm. I'm not going to say it's not possible. And it's not everyone, right? And and you know, no, it couldn't be everyone. No, and and this is why you know, yeah, and the ant farm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is why I've talked to a number of experiencers, Jeff, mm -hmm. and they say that the experiencers run in families. Yes, yeah, I know. You yeah. know, and that would kind yeah. of lend credence to what Linda Moulton Howe is saying. Mm -hmm. You know, if it yes. runs in families and ET stays specific families. Right. You know, now I'm not saying they've been genetically, you know, that's kind of a big leap in logic. Oh, oh yes, this is what it is. But, you know, people that have experienced it, and I'm not saying, you know, that's their kind of testimony. I haven't had such an experience, but, you know, they say that these run in families, that they're generations that have visited. Yep. What, what's Brenda saying here? Uh, Jeff, no, I do want to, go ahead, yeah, Jeff. Good. No, she said she was, she understands where I'm coming from and how I feel. Uh, it's okay to feel the way you do. Thanks. Um, yeah, and Bar Barbara said that gives me chills. It does kind of does. It, it, it does. It does kind of give me chills. And, yeah. and you know, I, I'm definitely a, a Christian believer, but you know, I, I have to look at it from science, and I, I think about, you know, how much historically that the church knew about certain scientific truths and suppressed them because it went against the official dogma of, uh, you know, an Earth-centered universe. Mm -hmm. You know, it was always thought the Earth was flat, and it was Earth-centered, not Sun-centered. Right. And that's yes. just our own universe. That's not the, the billions of galaxies out there. Right. And Tom yep. had something. Go ahead. Oh, no. I just I was just going through some of the chat that we yeah. missed while that was running there. And, uh, um, yeah, Tom said, I don't I, – I, I don't uh, – I don't think we are advanced enough to be able to understand DNA in total and totality yet. 
um, in the big picture DNA analysis is a new science. Yes, yeah. I agree. And, and, and I the, agree. Big, the big kind of threshold mm -hmm. in, in, in the science is epigenetics. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a, there's a lot on it. It's, it's how to turn on and off the different nuclear strands on the DNA, you know. Right. And, and this is true, too. We're, we're, we're Janice saying here that we do it with plants all the time. So, of course, doctors are planning to do it with humans and animals, um, always trying to improve. Don't know if that's such a good idea. I agree. Yeah, and, um, and I'm not saying it is a good idea or, or or not. I'm not getting into the ethic. That's a whole other show, you know, of the ethic and that kind of, you know, I'm not going to, everyone believes what they want to believe. You know what I'm saying, Jeff? Mm -hmm. So yep. for me, you know, it's a matter of, you know, your faith and, you know, a, a conversation you have with your religious leader or whoever, or, you know, whatever divine being that you, you have a mm -hmm. relationship with or lack thereof. Right. Yeah, not everybody does. Not everybody believes in God. I understand that, and I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, knock them for that. If they if they don't believe in the Creator, then that's you know that's their belief. I'm not gonna. I like Paula's statement. Mm -hmm. Yep, the Book of Genesis talks about the uh, nephilim. 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 Um, part human, part yeah, I know. And I believe those were a race of giants. Now, what's interesting about mm -hmm. that is uh, uh, Jim uh, Vieira, I believe that's his name, did a whole uh, docu uh, documentary on giant skeletons that were found amongst the Native Americans and the Native American grave, uh, huge skeletons. Um, yep. and where were they from, you know, and exactly. And and why did somebody come along and try to hide all that? You know, they had that one, yes. that one dig, and all of a sudden, all the bones are gone. All the bones are gone. Yeah. I mean, what's the cover-up? And you have, you know, even typically, you have David and Goliath. Yeah. You know, yes. Goliath yes. being a huge human being. Right. I think that, you know, that there weren't other variants of human beings before the dominant variant, you know, kind of overpopulated the world. You know, I, I think, and, you know, I mean, there's been articles I've read where there are, are a small race of hobbits. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying hobbits, but smaller human beings. Right. Um, you know, and, and you, you see that. Um, so I think there were many variants of, of human beings at one time. And the, the current version that, that we see is kind of the one that won out. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. Yep. And then, so. and then you have John D. And the Book of Enoch talks about seven watchers. And, you know, who are those watchers? The Book of Enoch is fascinating. It's not an official... Um, uh, book of the Bible, but the book of Enoch is very fascinating and it's, it's kind it of is. interesting. I'm just going to throw this little tidbit out. Um, the book of Enoch um, is also something that uh, Masonically is looked at as well. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, let's see. Uh, giants are a part of many mythologies and religions, and they are. They're a race of giants. Mm -hmm. and, and, and easily could be these giant human skeletons that, you know, they're finding at, at Indian burial grounds. Huge. And suddenly they all disappear, Jeff. Suddenly yep. all yeah. the giants. I mean, why is that? Because no one, because someone doesn't want us to know the truth about this other, you know, yep. variation of mankind. Right. You're right. I know, and that just aggravates me to no end. But there are some pictures now. People look at the pictures now and go, "Oh, those pictures aren't real. They're not real. They're, they're you know, they're they're fake or whatever." It's like mm -mm. It, it was it was in, even in the Bible it talked about as we just said, yeah. David and Goliath. I mean, come on, it, there had to be something to it. And 
and think about it, Jeff. So there are different variants of human beings. Mm -hmm. you know, we, we know that. Lyndon Moulton Howe talks about that. Mm -hmm. And there is, and then this is just a scientific fact. There is uh, about, you know, there is certain, about between 15 and 30% of the general population where they have genome that they can't explain. Yep. You know, and there there's different, basically, variants of human beings that can't be explained. You're right. Um, so uh, just putting in, again, just putting in a call for uh, <laughs> any experiencers. Put, or, yeah, I'm putting up the number know. because we got about a half an hour to oh, go. I saw I that. Man, it's, it's going by quick. So, I know. You know it's and just I wanted fascinating to, get, to, to take some calls. If anybody want, we'll keep this, you know, going yeah, long here. But if anybody wants yeah. to call, feel free to please call yeah. in and with your comment. It doesn't have to be a story. It can be a comment about what we've seen. Oh, I, I hope talked about. In. Uh, what maybe something we haven't seen that you have a, something on a, a tidbit of information that would be uh, interesting to everybody. Feel free to call in and I'll uh, we'll do our best to uh, answer you correctly and not hang up on you and <laughs> and uh, put you on the air with us so you can talk about it. Um, that's it's that. And again, I you guys hear me say this all the time on every podcast that I do. This is why we're doing this, because we want to share this information amongst all of us, not just sit up here and listen to John and I go on and on. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. we try yeah. to present some interesting information for all of us to digest and to think about and to discuss. I'm not saying that anything we've had on here is absolute fact or truth or whatever. We're not no. down anybody's throat. This is what we have uncovered, and we want to share with you and get your thoughts and opinions on it. Yeah. And, and and digest it and see what we think. So. And when we're waiting for someone to call okay. in. You got a call. Uh, oh, do we? Yes. Fantastic. All right, Arizona. All right, let's take this. Oh, who's in Arizona? Hello? Hey, Jeff. Oh, let me turn that down just a smidge. All right, there we go. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Brenda. Hi, Brenda. How you doing? Hey, Brenda. I'm, I'm good. This is a very interesting show tonight, I have to say. <laughs> I thought so, too. <laughs> That's an awful lot of data. Um, some I wish to not go there. But I just wanted to actually talk about the cloaking aspect. Oh, okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my experience with one that cloaked itself and uncloaked itself right before my eyes. Wow. Now, we're, this was the one you were talking about across the street? Was that you that mentioned that? Yeah, yeah, it was actually. Um, so tell us a little bit about it. Describe this for us. So you were where? Were you at your house when you saw this? No, I was actually driving. Okay. Um, headed, I'd say like north on the street that I live on. Okay. And once again, something catches my attention. And it's off to the left. And we, ha I have a couple of uh, one's a three-story building by the canal, okay, which is what the Indians built for the waterway. Hmm. And then there's my apartment complex, and then above that is like a movie theater, Harley shop, blah blah blah. Okay. Well, I'm driving up the road, and we have these fun like you know those patio lights that you hang on your patio and yeah. you turn them on at night and okay mm -hmm. well we have those that hang across our road because i live in a very um uh well-known lots of restaurants around mm -hmm. area so it's a popular spot okay so i'm coming up and all of a sudden to my left i see something in the sky that's a dark 
elongated object. And I'm like, whoa, there's no way that could be a plane. That's way too low to be flying next to these, um, like the freeway and the buildings and the apartment. Now, did you say this was at night, at nighttime? No, it was broad daylight. Oh, okay, good. Wow. Okay. Okay. So you saw this thing happen in broad daylight. Wow. Was it clear skies or cloudy or? Absolutely clear. Wow. Okay. Mm. Well, you got a good look at this. Man, oh, man. Okay, uh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's okay because the thing only had a shape. It didn't have any other aspects to it that was obvious, right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, it, it like disappears behind this three-story high building. Right. And I'm like, where did he, where did that go? There's no way, right? It could mm-hmm. do that. And then as it went, as I was looking at the lights to see if I could see anything else going on, all of a sudden, as it was going through the lights, it appeared in that shimmery, see-through, lucent. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about, yep. Okay, good. Kind of like a and little yeah. shimmery thing where it's it's like a heat, like heat rising up off of a road that you see in the distance. It makes that little, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Where yeah. It goes, yep, yeah. Yep. Well, and it goes right through the lights, and that's when I saw oh, it. Oh, wow. Because it, it went through the building, so it had to cloak itself, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And then it kind of still was cloaked as it went through the lights, but I could see it because it made it apparent and then it went up the channel way but after it got to the end of those lights which is the other side of the street Mm -hmm. to the right hand side it went up the channel which is our waterways and I have to tell you all of a sudden the thoughts that were coming to my head was they were looking at how little rain we were getting really that's an interesting thought that would come to you on that wow that's okay. exactly what the thought was because i was thinking to myself going why would they be flying up the channel with the channel right yeah yeah water mm. huh. and then all of a sudden it just so i quickly went up the road and caught a bunch of guys in a parking lot because i live right by a um uh a baseball park where they do spring training mm-hmm. oh wow okay right yeah, right across the street. So I saw these guys there, and I'm like, did you guys see that? Did you guys see that ship? Like, did you see that? <laughs> I'm absolutely insane. Well, one of them actually looks at me, and I went, you're a believer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he goes, no, I didn't see anything. And the other guys were like, wow, this chick's nuts, right? <laughs> oh. So that was just a story that I mean, wow. there's more. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into it. I'll save them as we go down the road here yeah. in our week. But um, that was just one of the ones that came to mind as we were talking about cloaking, and then your one that you showed up by the space station. That's why I was thinking that it was like, "Hello, we're here," mm-hmm. Beep, beep, mm-hmm. you know. And then yep. all of a sudden, it just recloaks and goes on its way. Wow. Yep. And when it cloaked, did you see any distortion or was it just gone? Um, I'm not quite sure what that last word was you said. The, the, this distortion, like, you know, sometimes when you see it distorted, it's not quite, you know, it's there, but it's not quite right. Or was it, did it just disappear? Um, it was almost like you could, 
you knew it was there mm-hmm. because you can see the uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, erg. The loose. I think Jeff knows what I'm talking about. It's like a. It's kind of like a heat wave, like mm-hmm. like if it's 120 <clears throat> degrees outside, and you look down the road, mm-hmm. and there's this vapor. Yeah, yeah. The squiggliness. It looks- it's just it's yeah, the yeah. distortion of the air, you know, of the air around it, and you see it through that. So when that happened, when that when that went away, that was the last thing you saw was that distortion. Well, no, and then all of a sudden, as it got away from the the light, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was like you could get a how do you want to call it a a vision of something, mm-hmm. and then it went away. Wow. So it was like wow. it ended the light, and then you knew it was something, and then it was gone like that. Yep. And wow. the waterway runs pretty far. I mean, it runs. Wow. Yeah. It's That's incredible. Distance, yeah. Wow. That's really neat. To see something like that. And when, when was that? What year was that? That was this year. Oh, was this wow. year? Oh, yeah. And you didn't get it on your cell phone? <laughs> I, I get so excited when I see these things because they fascinate me. Yep that i don't even think about getting see that's the key so right there is that, yeah. yeah see we do that we do that we see that we see something like that and it and we're just so in awe mm-hmm. that we don't think to pull out our cell phone and start getting a picture of that but that's that's what we all have to remember to do because my goodness let's get this stuff documented but yeah that's wow well i do have a question has anyone else in your family also seen unidentified aerial phenomena or well you, you asked me this last time yeah yeah and I'm just, um, you know, I just have my son that yeah. sees them but doesn't want to admit, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also, my sister probably notices things, but mm-hmm. I think that, that that's all that I'm really alert and aware of. Mm-hmm. Wow. To be honest with you, yeah. Yeah, wow. That's pretty awesome. And so you, what do you, you said, you mentioned it to that one guy and you said, you're a believer. Do you think he saw it and he just didn't want to say anything in front of the others? I don't know. Um, I think he just knew that I saw something mm-hmm. and he, who knows? Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's possible. That's I don't know. Wild. Wow. That's fantastic. And that's something that John was talking about earlier when we was talking about this cloaking technology and there's, there's, there's picture people talking about it and, and mm-hmm. it does, there's like a cloak. It's like a piece of material that they have that they can hold up in front of their body. I think we had a picture of it somewhere. Somebody yeah. had um, that they can hold up in front of their body and it distorts it so that you see and you're seeing around the body you're seeing what's on the other side or on either side superimposing itself over it so it blocks out the person's body you can't see the body and they were the guy was holding up this piece of material over himself or you know or in front of himself his head and arms were sticking out and his feet were sticking out because it wasn't that big of a piece but all the rest of his body was gone 
And it That's does cool. create that. Yeah. And it does create that distortion effect a little bit. If it moves, it does create that, that like that shimmering heat coming up off the road. Look, you know, the oasis in the sand is what I, what I was going to think about too. They talk about the oasis. You think you see water in the distance is because of the heat that's rising and it makes that shimmering effect. Um, yeah. Tom yeah. Burns says it actually, it actually bends the rays of light around the, the object that's holding it up yeah like harry po jan said like harry potter, like harry potter. Cloak. yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> and you could be you could have seen that now they may they're obviously they didn't probably pull a sheet out and put it over this whatever it was right. you saw but it had the ability to create that electronically yeah i don't um, see why not yeah exactly yeah. i mean who's to say um wow that's pretty wild yeah, I yeah, it's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's funny because um, I'm going to tell one more thing okay. so you can kind of compare it and see the difference. And and I can I do this myself, too, whenever I experience this thing. Mm -hmm. And then I go, okay, well, how does that relate to this other one, right? You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. what makes them different? Are they different entities or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Why was in the next town over here which is sun city where all the old folk live right all the all the older uh retirees who just want to go play golf and play right <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and we Maybe, my yeah. ex and i were sitting out at the pool having a beer and there was a big um like at the church there there was a big like a flea market type of thing but with craft mm -hmm. okay and all of a sudden, my attention gets pulled upward. You know how you say eyes in the sky, right? right? Mm -hmm. And he was sitting right next to me. And I look up there and I went, look. <laughs> and he looks up and he just like looks and then looks down and pretends like I didn't see anything. <laughs> Yep. And what it was, was it was the color of like yellowish orange. Mm -hmm. And it almost looked like, wow. it was very interesting because it almost looked like it was three balloons stuck together. Like if mm. you were to take three separate balloons, but in a solid shape, right? And put them together. And then it turned. It first looked like one. That's how it went. It first looked like one, and then it looked like three because it made a shift. Wow. And he got up and went in the house. I was like, uh-uh. And I'm like, look, it's a spaceship. And he's like, uh, and ran in the house. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. And I looked back up, and it is gone. Wow. Nowhere to be seen whatsoever. Yep. Gone. You know, and I thought to myself and I went, now that's really different because it showed completely and it made a shift. Right. So I was able to see different facts of it, right? Right. Where this other one is like, oh, okay, you know, we're here, we're checking out your water rays. And I tell you what, this year we've had more rain than what we've had in about maybe five or six years. Wow. Mm. You know, that's, that's pretty interesting because, um, 
that that in itself kind of relates to what you were just talking about you know talking about the lack of when it i mean you were talking about the lack of water a little while ago yeah. mm -hmm. and now this one you've had a lot of rain right so yeah wow interesting that's the one going down the thing now the orange one that we the orange one was probably about eight or nine years ago okay yeah but the one recent well i'm gonna guess probably about three months ago i'm gonna guess mm, right that wow. happened yep yeah well it's kind of like the one that i saw and i i mentioned it was just a a, a couple of weeks a week and a half ago or whatever my son was sitting on the deck and we saw that one and it was very clear, very bright, very, and it was moving very slowly, but it was moving and it went behind a tree. And then I ran around waiting for it to come out the other side of the tree. And I actually went, all, I, I mean, I went all the way across my yard and it never did. It never reappeared coming out. And if it was a plane, I would have seen it. Let's say it was a plane, a plane that was reflecting the sunlight. I would have seen the plane because it wasn't that high or whatever. It, it didn't appear to be that high in the sky. Um, so yeah so i mean did it cloak yeah it certainly okay. disappeared wow wow it certainly right. disappeared because nothing came around the side of the side of that tree and i ran mm. all the way around there to look for it and it was not there nothing was there so yeah, yeah that's wow. very flexible and i really think that they show themselves to those who they want to have them see mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. yep. And here you are doing the show. And it could be, <laughs> you know, they could be going, oh, this is the guy that's doing the show. Yeah. You know, now we just have to wait for John to have his experience. Yep, <laughs> yep exactly. You know, and the, and the whole thing is, is I just, I think it's a point of interest to me. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything else on them. I you know, okay, they're there, you know, they're curious, whatever they've got going on is whatever, right? Yep. You know, and, and that's as far as I take it. That's as far as my interest point goes, you know, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they are fascinating. Yes, me, absolutely. You know? I think I so too. Yep. Yeah. 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 And so that's as far as I want to go with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> need to take it any further <laughs> no, that's good perfect yeah yeah so john is john has shared a uh a link with me we were talking about that invisibility cloak or a sheet or whatever and john has shared this with us so we got a little youtube video i'm going to show i think it's um, a minute long about a minute yeah so um i i didn't know if you were or was that um uh, did you have anything else you wanted to share with us brenda no you want me to stay online where you show the video sure why not sure Okay, so we're okay. gonna play. We're gonna play this little video. He found this. This is the uh, invisibility, and this is something that somebody just mentioned it in the chat too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw it go by. Something about the military UCO. So I'm gonna play this little video real quick. Um, and and you guys, uh, it, it was really yeah. It's a minute and it's a minute one long. And uh, and I'll let me switch over here real quick so you can see. This is from the YouTube channel uh, called the Telegraph. Um, so you guys can go ahead and I did link it in the chat, uh, so you can check it out there. So this is the, uh, this is it. I'm going to make it full screen and hopefully the volume is not too loud. So we'll give it a shot here and go with this. All right, here we go. I'm gonna turn okay. the volume on. Here we go. There it is right there.
<laughs> it's hiding that plane on the other side. There's hiding a tank. Our tank's hiding itself. Oh, wow. That's cool. So there you go. So you took my mask. And uh, yeah. that's that. I tell you what, and that is something that has been developed. And where did they get the knowledge? Exactly. Yep. Oh, we got some. We got somebody else calling. Oh, in. okay. Cool. So, um, anyway, um, yeah. Okay, so, somebody else is calling in. Yeah. I'm let you go. Okay. Hopefully sounds good. Um, or hopefully it's our Bigfoot um, person. <laughs> oh well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whoever that was, uh, they hung up. So I'm going to say whoever that was, please call it back in. Uh, and again, I'm thank you up. so much, Brenda. F feel Thanks, free to Brenda. call in anytime. We appreciate it very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, you guys. All right, bye-bye. Being able to talk. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, so whoever that was calling in, please try again. Uh, I think it said Wisconsin. Um, but that was great. Thank you so much, Brenda. And that was, see, but that that little, while we're waiting for this person to call back, um, that little clip right there, that's the technology. They have developed it, and it's bending that light, light around, around the now, object. Jeff, if you're a 10,000 to 20,000 feet, like that was pretty close. If you're 20,000 feet and had that technology in the sky, could you really? No. You'd see, never a, see it. There's a certain, uh, you know, there's a certain light spectrum that humans can see. There's certain, you know, limitations in the human senses. Right. So if you develop something beyond, beyond that limitation, then you would never, you would never see it. No. I mean, the invisible cloak, you could see a tiny, tiny bit that there was a person behind that, but not really. Mm -hmm. Not but really. if you're if you're, I don't know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand feet away, you'd never see a thing. You never see it. It would just it would it, to your eye it would be invisible. And exactly. we have that technology. So if we have it, if there is anything out there, they most definitely would have it. Yep. I, I think I know where she was going with that. Is it is it is it reverse engineering? That was it the implication. Be. It could be absolutely. All right, here come. Oh, it's uh, okay. Wisconsin Rapid. Wisconsin. Wisconsin Rapids. All right, here we go. I'm going to take this call. Okay, Swipe in any cool. direction. All right, cool. make sure I don't mess this up. And this will probably be our last call for the evening. Hi, welcome to Beyond Our World. Who's this? Hi, this is Mary. Hi, Mary. Hey, How are you Mary. doing? Good. And yourself, Kevin? I'm, I'm uh, having a great, great. Having a great time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got for us? Well, um, many years ago, probably the early 70s, um, my parents and I had gone out. Uh, I live in central Wisconsin along the Wisconsin River. Okay. And uh, we had gone out to the farm, my grandmother's farm, and uh, laughingly because my dad was going to dig worms to go fishing the next day. On our way back, we were driving. And I was driving. My dad was in the back seat. My mom was in the front. And I noticed a very bright light large light over a small town near here mm -hmm. and uh it was a very soothing comforting light you know it wasn't mm -hmm. anything to be really concerned about but it just kept my eye on it and as we drove it never really changed size no matter how close we got to it wow. and as we were driving 
we got up to this small town, and on the outside of the town, there is a uh, a grotto. And along the highway, there were probably 30 cars sitting, all sitting and looking in the direction of this light. Wow, so they all saw it. And it, it was uh, almost like looking at a bath puff when you puff it. It was, you know, very soft. It wasn't a sharp light. Uh-huh. And it had a tendency to go from like a yellow to a salmon to a light pale blue to a white. Wow. And I pulled over. And my mom and I were talking, look at it, look what it's doing, you know, and that. And as we watched, um, it split. And then the two splits split again. So there was a total of four of them. Wow. And at that time, we didn't know anything about G-forces or anything, but Mm -hmm. it was just amazing that it had come apart like that. And as we were watching it, it came apart and everybody was sitting in their cars. Nobody was following it. Nobody was getting out and looking. But we knew that everybody was watching the same thing we were. Wow. And um, just shortly after that, uh, we watched probably 15 minutes and it just hovered with the four. And then it kind of rotated a little, all the while changing colors very softly. And uh, we were talking and and about it, and my mom turned around to my dad, and she asked him, well, don't you see that? And he said, I'm back here with my pitchfork. That's all he'd say. <laughs> my pitchfork? And, yeah, well, he had been digging worms, so he had his Right, right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and... Uh, the other caller that Brenda had mentioned about her ex and I'm like, yeah, gotta be a guy thing. But anyway, (laughs) uh, we watched it for a good 15 minutes and as fast as this had come apart, it was like everything pulled together and it just disappeared. Mm. So it didn't streak off, it just disappeared. Just totally disappeared. And now, um, on the way home, my mom and I were talking about it all the while. My dad was absolutely silent as a mouse. Wow. And anytime we ever talked about it to anybody, my dad just, he was mom, like he never saw anything. So we don't know if he saw anything or not. Hmm. Um, but in answer to John's question to Brenda, um, my mother and I had seen it. And the hmm. two of us, you know, we chatted back and forth about how could it be swamp gas well being on farms in lowlands we kind of knew what swamp gas was and this was very very high it was uh, uh, you were probably sitting in the car looking up at probably a good 80 degrees in the sky all right yep and uh, when we went out to my grandmother's farm, my grandfather had passed and my grandmother was living alone, uh, we started telling her about it. And she mentioned that she had been seeing the same thing three or four times really? out in the farm field. 
wow. up high when she sat on the porch. Mm. So in answer to John's question, yes, the three women in the family had seen it. Don't know about my dad, but, you know. Hmm. Wow. You never uh, would say. Yeah, that was uh, what I wanted to share with people. That, uh, yeah, And this was back in the 70s. And at that mm. time in our area, we were um, seeing uh, people were reporting UFOs in different areas. But what we thought was funny about this was we were getting the paper and people had been reporting it. And it would be put in the paper that something was seen in such and such an area. Right. That night, out of the, like I said, 30 or 40 cars that were sitting along the highway, nothing appeared in the paper about anybody wow. seeing it. Interesting. Although all these people were sitting there watching it. I wonder why. Mm. Yeah, I, I have I, no idea why. And again, that's one of those times where you're thinking, man, <laughs> if they had cell phones to take pictures of these things. All those people sitting yeah. there. A couple of things you right. mentioned about this that really keys with me was that you talked about it splitting. Now that's something that we have seen recently in some of the really, you know, the, the footage that's coming out from different people. We've seen that very same thing. You see one light to begin with, and all of a sudden another one like drops out of it or becomes, now it becomes yep. two and now it becomes three and now it becomes four. And they all seem to be coming from the main central right. mothership or whatever you call it. Mm -hmm. That was key because when you mentioned that, that's not yep. something we heard about back then, but we're hearing about it now. Right. And and it probably did happen, but at that time, mm -hmm. people didn't say anything about it. Wow. I don't know. But, yeah, mm -hmm. that was the, you know, and, and like I said, it was, you know, just a common-looking light, very mm -hmm. soft, and, you know, you wouldn't think think anything of it other than the fact that, as I drove towards it, it always stayed the same size right. mm -hmm. and it drew my mother's and my eye. And when we got up and everybody was watching, we stopped and watched too. Mm. And uh, I'm glad we did. Oh, absolutely. My goodness. What an experience to have. Wow. And another thing that you mentioned about that, that reminded me of a UFO sighting that I had when I was in the seventies, this was back in the seventies. Mm -hmm. um, and it was over, I was looking north, I was living, this was in central Ohio, and I was looking north, which would have been towards, Del from Columbus up towards Delaware, Ohio. Mm. And this, mm. when you mentioned the colors, that's what got me on this one, because the one I saw was originally like an orangish color, mm -hmm. and then it became more of a salmon cover color, like you had mentioned. Mm -hmm. Now, it only, it didn't change any other color, just those two. And it was a it was a larger circular light that was now this one was only about 10, 15 degrees above above the horizon. It was not very high at all. Mm -hmm. um, and and it was over in the, it was looking directly north. And I thought, oh, maybe that's the moon. And I went, wait a minute, moon doesn't it's not in the north. <laughs> for one thing <laughs> and and then i i looked at it and it was it, and i looked at it for quite a while mm -hmm. and it just stayed in the same area it did not move from mm -hmm. where it was mm -hmm. so when you said the colors that made me think of the one that i saw over delaware it was that direction and it was pretty good size wow uh, yeah, light. It, it was mm -hmm. i would say even even with us being on the ground it was 
easily the size of a a, a saucer from a um a cup saucer wow up there um wow. like i said it was it, it was it was neat to see i'd love to see one again uh, but <laughs> The only thing I have seen, and this goes to John's cloaking, is um, I was summer vacation relief at one of the paper mills in the area, and uh, we would take our breaks outside. The paper mill was right along the river, and several times we saw, we would be looking out on a clear night, and all of a sudden, like a black, not really perfectly round but roundish shape mm. would just go in the sky and black out the stars and mm. we would see that um don't know if that was cloaking or if it was some other phenomenon but that was something that that we had seen while i was in 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 the 70s area right there wow yeah. So, well, thank you for your time. Wow. I'll let you let you uh, go back to the program. Very awesome <laughs> program tonight. Thank oh, you for sharing. Well, thank you for sharing. Uh, that was fantastic. My goodness. That's, yeah, thank you so much. And feel free to call wow. in again anytime. Wow, appreciate right. that. Thank well, you again, guys. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That's that's really cool, and that whole thing about the splitting—that's that's that that those the with the light splitting—that's and again, like I said, that to her, wow. um, that it did that. A uh, Mary, that was her name, was Mary. Mary, Mary. That yes. today we've seen that. I've seen that on on videos that yes. have been shown. Well, well I, there's this one video that shows them going behind a group of uh, hills or mountains, and then rotating out, and then now there's four of them. Right. And I, I, yep. I think for the next show, Jeff, we need to pull in some of these splitting videos. I mean, I'll be glad to research it. For the okay. Next show. Yes. Please do that. You know, please and just that. look at that phenomenon because, yep. you know, people are seeing this and Mary's not the only one that, uh, you know, has seen that phenomenon. But again, it's repeatable. And when yep. it's repeatable, there has to be something to it. Exactly. Exactly right. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we have. We're, we're, we've gone over <laughs> two hours, but I didn't yeah, want yeah. to. Uh, no, no, I, fantastic. And I just wanted to say, I know th this is one of those times where people want to, if you want to go longer, that's fine. We'll do that. If anybody else wanted to call in, um, we're going to start wrapping things up here a little bit. But please, if anybody else wants to call in, feel free to do so. The number's still up there. Uh, man, I, I'll stay on if people wow. want to still talk, I'll, you know, and, and, uh, and talk about some experiences. I'll definitely uh, stick around. <laughs> I don't have anywhere I got to be yeah, in the morning. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, but that, that was really cool. Thank you, Mary. That was, that was really, really neat. Fantastic. I'm glad you called in and shared that. And that, that, like I said, that reminded me so much of that experience that I had in Ohio. Um, and I was a teenager back then and uh, kind of dating myself there a little bit, but uh, yeah, in the seventies, that was, and that was a, that was an inter that was, those, that was one of my two experiences. My next experience from that, the one, the one, that I, I'll share next time, I guess, uh, was uh, more profound than that. Um, but uh, that was that was definitely a decent one that I saw then. And again, it was so it, it seemed like it was a long way away, but yet it was wow. pretty big. Um, but I don't remember ever looking in the paper to see if anybody, uh, uh, you know, had said anything about it in the paper or anything. I don't think I even took it that far at that time. I was only probably about 15, 16 years wow. old. So, yep. Wow, so that that was really cool. Um, man, wow. we and, what yeah, a we, show! That, that's, <laughs> I know we've gone yeah. the gamut tonight, Jeff. This has been quite a show. I know. Ooh. 
And uh, I did want to say, too, that coming up, uh, folks, that um, we we kind of, John and I decided to do these. Uh, we talked about it and thought, well, let's give this a trial run and see what kind of interest it, it brings up and how many people want to hang out and talk about uh, UFOs and UAPs and paranormal stuff with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a pretty good crowd tonight. I think it would have been a little bit more if we had the Facebook thing working, but yeah, it didn't, yeah. for whatever reason, it didn't uh, it didn't happen. So I don't know if everybody got the word to come check it out over here. Uh, on youtube but i'll try to get that fixed um the thing was is that um we we try you know did this on friday nights i generally uh have um you know commitments on friday nights uh coming up in the fall i will so we were trying to think about what other night to do this um other than friday night we did it this way for now mm-hmm. um but and also do you guys want to continue is this something you would like to see us continue and continue talking about and investigating and giving information and discussing, let us know in the chat what you think about that. If you'd like to keep it going, um, if, if we, and I, I told John, I said, let's give it a trial run. And if we get interest, then we'll keep it going. And I don't know what night um, right now, but uh, we can certainly, yeah. <laughs> Kate says, yeah <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, yeah, Jan says, yes, please. Um, so uh, I don't know what kind of a, what night and now, you know, that I'm also involved very heavily with the curse of Oak Island, um, you know, talk, and that is on Wednesday night. So we can't do Wednesday nights and Tuesday night is all is the show, uh, that will be coming out the curse of Oak Island. So Tuesday night and, uh, Tuesday night and, uh, Wednesday night are definitely off the table, but what do you think Thursdays, as long as they keep coming, uh, let's see. Brenda says Thursdays, as long as you keep coming up with things on the subject, absolutely. Oh, I think there's plenty of. Oh, there's plenty of. You know, <laughs> we, we had a, a, a request for cryptoids too, Jeff. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so, you know, we could do a whole show. And if you have anything subject wise that you'd like us to do a show on, we can certainly research it and prep for it and, you know, make it into an actual, uh, you know, either a portion of the show or the whole show. I mean, I mm-hmm. love talking about UAPs and, and the, the whole kind of nature of mind and, and life on other planets and life here. I think it's fascinating, but, you know, we're open to any plethora of subjects. Okay. You know, it's it's, it's yeah. beyond our world, Jeff. It really I is know, beyond yeah. our world. <laughs> <laughs> it truly is. I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah Paula said Thursdays. Uh, Wanda said Monday or Thursday, and she would like to see it continue as well. Uh, let's see. Do you have, let's see. What does it say here? Let's see. Uh, do you have to have an invite to watch or can anybody join the chat? No, anybody can join yeah, the chat. Yeah. You can watch it on YouTube like you're watching now. Everybody's watching. On, for the most part, everybody's on YouTube right now watching. Uh, you can watch it there. Or if I can get this Facebook working, and we had it working last week. I don't know what happened tonight, but I'll get that figured out. And Jeff, um, you know, a lot of interest in Thursdays. I'm certainly available Thursdays. Okay. Um, there know, would so be a few Thursdays here and there that I could not do, but um, but yeah, a Thursday would be all right with me. I'm yeah. okay with Thursday nights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll just have to make sure I get all my uh, we get prepared for it <laughs> earlier in the week because once, like I said, once Oak Island gets rolling, I'll uh, I'll be tied up. Well, we're gonna be doing. So Wednesdays and and Saturdays for Oak Island here are oh, pretty absolutely. heavy coming up. Um, so if anyone sends me you know something on Facebook, I can certainly research the subject out, and then Jeff and I can discuss it. You know, so feel free to to come up with topics that you like to discuss, mm-hmm. and, and and certainly Jeff, I think for our next show, definitely splitting um, UAPs and you know things of that sort. I'd love to pull up some footage. Yeah, and yeah, discuss let's that, go. You know, so yep. I, I say that's how we start our next show. Okay. And then we did it at some point. We wanted to get into, yeah, everybody's saying Thursdays. Thursdays is fine. Looks good. Okay. Well, we'll shoot for Thursdays then. 
Um, now, and I, and as you know, too, I will be going out of town. Um, we will not, um, maybe we could do something next Thursday. Uh, can you think we could put something together for next Thursday? Uh, Friday, can... I'm committed. Next Friday, I'm definitely Jeff, not 100%. And something will be put together for next Thursday. Okay, all right. Yep. Well, let's try to shoot for Thursday next week, folks. Um, we'll see what we can do. I do have uh, a, sh a show we're doing on uh, 25th on Wednesday night, but I think uh, as long as John and I can get together and get our show together, we could definitely do something on next Thursday, uh, the 26th, and we'll just keep it rolling. Then I like it. I'm glad you guys are, are you know, are interested in that. Um, because I love talking about it. I really do. Oh, I, I could I could go on. We still wanted to talk about early man and how early man was affected, we think, visited by uh, UFOs and UAPs and 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 recorded that by stone carvings and uh, pictographs and um, and all that. So um, and we still have, you know, how it was recorded in the Renaissance and medieval images. You know, whether it be stone or, or paint or, or whatever the medium was. So we, yep. we have so much that we didn't even get to tonight. Jack, it's been, it's been it's been <laughs> dense and we still haven't get, even touched what we prepared for. So, you know, know. we have many more shows left in us, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot. We did. We still we put together quite a bit. We wanted to yeah. talk about we have, we barely uh, we didn't even get through all the all the uh, government officials yet. No, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So and much. Arizona, the Arizona lights that we were going to show oh. some of the there was a couple of really cool interviews by the governor of Arizona. Um, Fife, uh, Governor Fife. Yes. Um, uh, from Arizona that, that we wanted to show, too. So um, uh, abductions. Yes. And oh, somebody had mentioned too about the ones that go underwater. Um, I, is that called a underwater, uh, unidentified underwater? No, you, you it's a submersible, uh, yeah, phenomena. No. SU, I think it's an SUP, SUP, yeah, submersible, like unidentified phenomena. I think that's tell you what, it's man, it's there's so much we could cover on this, folks. And and like we said, because of the fact that we're getting government disclosure now. Uh, to a degree, to a degree, that this is all the more reason that we need to be talking about this. And and are we conditioning ourselves to prepare for this? Maybe. I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, you know. And, we, and, yeah, and Jeff, this format and what we're doing for the viewers and, and giving everyone a voice, I love it when people call in because it's their too. show. You know, too. we're just here talking, but yep. it's really their show. And I think I think groups like this and, and, and what we're doing here you know, is needed. The discussion has to be had. Yes, you know? I agree. It does so, have to be had. Yep. You know, and I think this format's a very important format. Yep. Tell your friends, tell your family members, <laughs> if anybody else is interested in this sort of thing, tell them to come on and talk to us about it, man. We, we, we do. We, we'd love that. And that's the reason for the show, just like John just said. Um, all right. So I, I guess that's it for tonight. I'm going to go ahead good, and wrap yeah. it up. <laughs> wow. Um, and yeah, I know. And we'll keep the phone. We'll keep that phone every week. We're going to have the phone. We're going to take calls every week. It doesn't matter yeah. what John and I are talking about. We'll take calls every week, folks. Yeah. Uh, now, remember, this will be up on Facebook. I mean, not Facebook. Well, we will. We'll link it on Facebook. Um, so in the group on the uh, Beyond Our World Facebook group mm -hmm. uh, that you can join and uh, help and just do some discussions in there as well. And of course, it'll be on JFree906. Uh, and if you're out there on JFree906, click that subscribe button for us. Uh, it really does help us out a lot um, to get, we're trying to get to a thousand subscribers and it does help a lot if you do that, if you click on that. And if you click on the notification bell, you'll be notified right around as soon as we put up new content because sometimes it's recorded and we'll just mm -hmm. pop it up there when we can. 
because uh, John and I are going to be going out of town uh, over Labor Day weekend. We're going to be gone for several days. So, um, you know, we won't be doing a show then. So maybe we'll have something recorded for you. I don't know. But that that would be how you'd find out. And, so and it's, it's, we have an invite. I'm going to say it. We have an invite to the Wisconsin site. Yes. So Je Jeff and I are going to check that out with Wayne Murphy. So, you know, yep. it'll be something that we will report back at some point. Yep. <laughs> so it would be great. Yeah, really looking forward to that. Well, thank you so much, folks, right. for being here tonight. We really appreciate it. And thanks for those who called in, Mary and Brenda. We really appreciate awesome. that. We love hearing those stories. You guys have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time right here on Beyond Our World. Good night.